This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday, April 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a security guard is recovering at the hospital after police say he was injured during a shootout in a Philadelphia shopping center. It happened at 9 p.m. Uh, Wednesday at 58th and Baltimore Avenue in the city's Cobb Creek section. Police officers say on pat- that when they were on patrol, they heard gunshots coming from the area. Arriving officers and medics found a 55-year-old male shot three times, one once in the abdomen, once in the leg, and once in the back. Police say the victim was in full security guard uniform and armed when he was approached by three males inside of a store at the shopping center. One male was brandishing a gun, police said. When he saw these males with a gun, he pulled out his gun and fired at them, uh, said Philadelphia Police Inspector D.F. Pace. A shootout ensued then. Uh, The guard was taken by medics to an area hospital and placed in stable condition. As police were investigating the scene, they got word that a 17-year-old male who was also injured in a shooting arrived at the hospital by private vehicle. He was shot once in the arm. At least 40 spent shell casings were found at the scene and two cars in the parking lot were hit by bullets. Police believe the security guard may have been off duty when he was approached by the suspects. The motive for the shooting uh, may be robbery. Police have no have made no arrests at this time. Anyone with information is asked to contact police and you can do that by calling 215-686-TIPS. People from the burbs to the city to even South Jersey have heard and even felt loud ground-shaking booms. The Frankfurt boat launch on Taconi Street in Philadelphia is a popular spot among boaters and fishermen. Uh, what's they, uh, what may seem like a quiet place to fish along the Delaware is becoming a major problem for the city. Residents on both sides of the Delaware River have been complaining of the loud thumping music and the roar of the ATVs. It keeps going on. The state representative for the area also heard the noises from his home and says uh, that the nuisance has become a quiet quality of life issue. Kathy, that's where I go to go hand grenade fishing. <laughs> and I actually have never noticed this. Right? Yeah. Isn't, that like, isn't it like fairly peaceful and yeah. quiet when you go fishing? I, I heard some mystery boom last night. Did man. You? you ever hear one every now and then? Yes. You just go, okay. Uh-huh the hell's going on here? And then you wait for some siren to go off or something. And It just happened actually the other night because I live off of a, of, of a, of a conduit street where there's, you know, traffic and occasionally, you know, 18-wheelers and stuff will come down periodically. But that, that stops after a certain time. And uh, it's it's all white noise to me at a certain point. But then there was one the other night that I'm like, okay, I got to go see what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it like, like uh, it was like a low, like, explosion boom. And I'm like, ah. All right, I did. You know, I live a little, a little further out. So let me go check the sinkhole. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know what the hell is going on. But then at some point, your brain is just like, I guess everything's fine. <laughs> you know what I will do? Honestly, I kid you not, I will take a glance at my phone and see sure. what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In case I see a news story, ah, yeah. or if the police are checking out, I was like, yeah. well, yes, officer, I heard something at eight forty-two p.m. <laughs> you know? So I just, uh, I'm just trying to be aware of what's going on. This but... man here is an example That's right. of how <laughs> the citizenry should respond to loud noises. Citizens you, sir, <laughs> I'd like to present you with this plaque. Oh, a plaque for it? Thank. Thank you, sir. So these sound systems are designed to travel, said one local resident. Uh, this summer, those thundering sounds will hopefully come to an end as Philadelphia plans to close the popular boat launch park to all vehicular traffic, including boats on the weekends during the busiest time of the year. People will still be able to walk at the park, but no cars or boats will be allowed uh, uh, to park at the launch. The Frankfurt boat launch is one of only three public boat launches in the city, and signs will be going up there this weekend. So I guess you can still 
put your boat in the water there? You yeah, just can't, like, park right? there and stay there? Is that the, the I issue? Think that, that, I think that I saw the story that I saw seemed to suggest that was the issue. People were just going, even sans boats, yeah, and yes. hanging out there. And hanging out yeah. there. So I, there'll be signs uh, posted there to alert people. A bear spotted uh, in a Bucks County neighborhood left residents on edge. The bear was caught on camera in Buckingham Township at about 2.30 in the morning in a resident's driveway. It Doing knocked... a TikTok dance, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he knocked over a trash can uh, and then helped himself to the contents. Bear watch. Bear watch. I knew it. <laughs> Georgia. Holy, no way. No <laughs> way. Oh, mama. No way. That was the best Dog. video. Uh, Dog. Dog. The bear. The bear. <laughs> that guy. He's oh, great. my God. That was so, that was he, the best. He had no idea what he was saying. Uh, he didn't so even pure. know dog to bear. <laughs> it's excited. Yeah. We, we talked to him, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. Okay. He came to the camp out for hunger. Oh, yeah, yeah, bear yeah. Watch. He was. <laughs> bear watch. One more time, please, with bear watch. Bear watch. <laughs> <laughs> George M. Bush Park is also right across the street from uh, the neighborhood where the bear was spotted. The Pennsylvania Game Commission says if you see a bear, never approach it. Holy mama! (laughs) Experts say the next few months are peak breeding season in the area and young male bears are trying to establish a home home area. If a bear is seen uh, multiple days in a row in a particular area, the Game Commission says to please contact them and they will send a warden out to inspect. I mean, of all animals that would absolutely maul you to death... Bears are the cutest and the most. so adorable. The ones that you feel like you could go up and pet the most. Probably, right? There was a shot of a black bear, you know, sitting there eating something and something like a big whatever it was. It looked adorable. And then as it raises its paws, you see those spikes coming out (laughs) that you know would just eviscerate you. Dude, we saw saw one uh, in uh, Wyoming. Carter and I were out on this ATV. We were in a ranch and we were out on our own. And I just slammed on the brakes immediately and I'm like, we're oh, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, we didn't even get 100 yards. Within 100 yards, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near that uh-uh. thing. Well, no also, way. because they can book. I mean, yeah. they can. Yeah, I mean, we would have been fine. But yeah. I just, you know, it was with my son. We were alone. I was getting the hell out of there. <laughs> we were in the Poconos. This was years ago. I was a kid. We were in the Poconos. And uh, we saw um, little cubs. And we were like, oh, my God, look how cute. And they oh, were, no. they were, oh, yeah. they were uh, coming out of the woods. But coming into, we were in a parking lot. And there, and there was a dumpster there. So they were probably headed towards the dumpster. And we, and we didn't go near them. But we were watching because they were so adorable. And then all of a sudden, Mom oh, came yeah. out of the dumpster. And we were like, oh, oh no. Mama. Time to go. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see this bear, you see any bear, they say uh, for multiple days in a row, no you should way. contact the Pennsylvania Game Commission so they can investigate. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies beat the Colorado Rockies 7-3 last night. Wow. All right. Bryce Harper had three hits, including a triple as the Phillies' designated hitter and Odubel Herrera homered and drove in two runs. D.D. Gregorius added a double, single, and two RBIs. The Phillies won its third straight over the Rockies and outscored Colorado 25-8 in the series. The series wraps up this afternoon in South Philly. Zach Wheeler will get the start as the Phillies go for the four-game sweep. 
The first pitch is scheduled for 105. The Sixers and the Toronto Raptors continue to prepare for tonight's game six. So far in the series, the Sixers beat Toronto in the opening two games, one in overtime behind Joel Embiid's heroics in game three, and then the Raptors controlled games four and five. Tip-off in Toronto tonight will be at 7 o'clock. And the Flyers lost to the Jets 4-0 last night in Winnipeg. Eric Comrie made 35 saves for his first NHL shutout. And the 26-year-old played his 27th NHL game, making his 15th start this season for Winnipeg. For the Flyers, the season finale is tomorrow night back at home against the Ottawa Senators. The puck will drop at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And welcome, friends, to Thursday morning with the Preston and Steve show. Uh, we do have, obviously, concert cash that continues. That's the one constant you can expect over the next few weeks. So your opportunity to win $500. Tickets to the MMRBQ on top of that happen at 8 and 10. And that just gets the ball rolling because then it's noon to uh, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. today. So don't miss those chances. Details at WMMR.com. We have a couple of guests on the program today. Always nice to do that. And uh, to chat with an old friend, Mr. Mitch Fatel yeah. is coming by today. He will be at Punchline. So uh, Mitch is great, and he will be there Friday and Saturday. Actually, he's got a show tonight as well, Friday and Saturday. We'll have your chance to win some tickets. You know what? Yeah. I'd give away a pair of tickets right now. Oh, no. I'll take call number 9-215-263-WMMR. This will be for the Saturday show at 945. So if you'd like to go... Uh, Mitch is great. You'll love him. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Caller number nine will set you up. You know, this is the one guest that worries Bill Weston the most. Really? Really? Yeah. I, I ran what? into him in the hall yesterday. He and said he, something to you, too? He did. He said he something like, to me. He's like, is Mitch actually going to be in studio tomorrow? And I was like, yeah. And and I love Mitch. I yeah. get excited about it. And But Mitch can <laughs> he's be a naughty, little dirty, but, but not, not blue. Yeah. He, he, absolutely. He, yeah. Like, he doesn't, at, like on stage, doesn't curse. No, he, right. you know, has a lot of pride in that. Yeah. He's a little naughty. Yeah. Right. naughty well, and, and listen, his <laughs> lifestyle, he and his wife have yeah. this open relationship, and they bring other people into the bedroom, and we always end up talking about that, and we get pretty uh, into detail yes. without getting fully graphic, and uh, it makes Bill nervous. I yes. think I think some of that is maybe been tempered by his fatherhood, right? Maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, think I so. need you to stop talking. <laughs> That's Bill right now. Calling me last night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I need you to stop talking (laughs) now. So anyway, uh, Mitch is stopping by around 9. And then, uh, I'm excited about this. We are having a phenomenal musician on it. Cheryl Crow will be on the program. Talk about a super talent. uh, Not only great singer, musician, songwriter as well. And she has done a whole lot in her career. In fact, there's a new documentary Called Cheryl, that's going to premiere on Showtime uh, next Friday, so a week from tomorrow. What is she up like? 37, 38 Grammys or something like that. I, uh, just, yeah. She's uh, just yeah. crazy, man. Riddled with with yeah. awards, but uh, she's an, an incredible talent. So we're going to talk to Cheryl Crow this morning, which is really cool. So that'll be closer to ten o'clock. So right before we get to our second opportunity for you to win with the concert cash, we'll talk to Cheryl Crow. All right, uh, with those things, um, we're just going to hang out, have a good time, talk about this and that, and include you in on the process. So I hope you got some things to say and to share. We'll come back in a moment, and the entertainment report is up. We've got courtroom drama and all those things. Oh, yeah. Out, so we'll be right back with it all. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. 
An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away, shall we? Yes. We have a certificate for a free float from Halcyon Floats. It's one of those uh, isolation tanks where they put you in. It's dark. You float on that salt water. It's wild. It's pretty cool. So, if you get this correct, you'll win that. What famous rapper's real name is Chris Bridges? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What famous rapper's real name is Chris Bridges? Call if you know the answer. Today is Thursday, April 28th. Bunch of famous people celebrating birthdays today. Jessica Alba has her birthday today. Uh, she is 41 years old. And um, she has her lifestyle brand, The Honest Company. A billionaire, right? Is she not? No, no, no. I've heard that she uh, is, yeah. Yeah, she's the, the honest. No, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, honest. honest. Yeah, it's okay, like that. that is yeah, okay. so, so it's mostly uh, it's, it's a lot of um, it's organic. Like or, yeah, organic yeah, kids products. Stuff. I think we sent a care package <clears> when <throat> Rob McElhenney and Caitlin had their first baby. I think we sent honest, uh, good, uh, honest uh, to products them. to them. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, well, I think Caitlin's like that. All right. We'll ask them. They're in town tonight. <laughs> all right. Uh, they're at the uh, National <laughs> Constitution Center receiving a uh, recognition from Cora, great or- charity organization. And, and we will be there tonight. As we're presenting, the person we're presenting, we can just look at them in the audience and say, by the way, Yes. <laughs> Do you remember, remember when we sent that honest package to This isn't going to mean much to a lot of you, but yeah. we were talking about this yeah. earlier. We're confused. Uh, real quick about that event tonight, there are still tickets available. So oh. if you're interested in attending, it's not sold out. Uh, there's a very few remain, so uh, the information's on Cora's website. Uh, cocktails. Yeah. Will food be there this evening? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I oh. made sure to ask that question. Now, I knew you would. That's why I'm asking <laughs> you, you particularly. Yeah. So. In fact, it is All officially right. the Nick McElwain all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come around with napkins. <laughs> All right, so Jessica Alba is 41 today. Jorge Garcia has uh, his birthday. He's great. Hurley uh, from Lost. Then. And- had the best job environment ever working on Lost. And then what does he go into next? A Y five O. He and a few others did. Yeah, did that as well. Uh, they they figured it out. They were like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I'm staying Look here. Look where I work. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's great. We had a chance to speak to him in the height of the, uh, the Lost fame. Uh, he is celebrating his 49th birthday today. The very lovely Penelope Cruz is a year yes. older. She is 48 years old. She was uh, nominated for an Oscar this year. Yeah, her yeah. Uh, Javier Bardem is as her, well. Yeah, uh, her uh, uh, partner, and uh, yeah, they're they're both doing. They're a power couple. For yes, sure. they are. Yeah. So she's 48 years old today. Uh, the amazing Anne Margaret has Ooh, a birthday. Yeah, how old God, is she? She's, she's 81 years old. I mm. loved Anne Margaret, uh, and and still do, but. Around the time of Bye Bye Birdie, Viva Las Vegas, um, you know, she was she was the it girl. Yeah. I forgot what we were watching. Caroline and I were watching something that she was in, and I go, I go, Caroline, she's a really famous person who's yeah, been yeah. around for a long time, and I go, you should have seen her when she was younger, and I pulled up a picture of her, and she's like, wow, she's <laughs> really beautiful. Right, right. Uh, she was a stunner in her day, and still is a beautiful woman, but, I mean, she was just so beautiful. Picture perfect, there's, gorgeous. Yeah. There's a classic story. I think it's at the premiere of Bye Bye Birdie, and Maureen Stapleton is in the cast of the movie, and she plays the Dick Van Dyke's mom. And so she had, a, and I think I told the story before, but she had a, uh, she liked alcohol and would get uh, jacked up a bit. Uh, and so she was at the uh, the uh, the affair. They were having a party. People were getting up at microphones. And Maureen Stapleton gets up, and everyone's looking. She says, I bet I'm the only one here tonight who doesn't want to F and Mark. 
<laughs> when was Grumpy Old Men out? When did that come out? That was in the 90s, right? So she mm. was uh, in her 50s in that point? Or wait? No. Yeah, 93 was uh, Grumpy Old Men. So, um, and what year was she born? She was born in... She's 81. 41. Yeah. So. She was 52, 53 when that I came out. I thought she would have been older than that. So, so did I. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She seems to have been around forever. Yeah, the movie we were watching was a, it was a cast of older women. It was right. all older women, uh, you know, uh, dealing with whatever love later in life and so on. I'm like, you should have seen how beautiful this woman was when well, she, she was younger. She also had a very bad accident on stage in Las Vegas. She fell like 18 feet, 16 feet no off kidding. the stage oh, really? onto her face. Oh, my goodness. And, um, you know, survived and came back. Wow, she's 81 today. Uh, it's also Jay Leno's birthday today. <laughs> uh, Jay is 72 years you old. You know, I've fallen down a YouTube hole and I watch his, uh, his, show, his uh, collector card show. It's a great show. It's a really good show. Yeah, he knows. And he had Tim Allen on last night. Oh, he did? Yeah, okay. Great. Tim's a big car collector? <laughs> he has a very uh, formidable collection. Okay. Jay's 72. Uh, Chuck Lavelle, uh, keyboardist for... Lots of very famous musicians. Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton, the Allman Brothers Band. So obviously you have to be mega talented. Was he on this song? To be among that know. company. I, I have no idea. Like I love this song. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what his history with each of those bands are and which uh, projects he played on, but he's like a gun for hire. He's like, if you need the best, get this guy. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's uh, he's featured on Unplugged with yeah. Eric Clapton, and I didn't know who Chuck Lavelle was, but... He calls him out during, um, before he accused me, yeah. uh, <laughs> for what I heard was Chuckle Bell. That's what I heard. Chuckle Bell. Chuckle Bell. Chuckle Bell. Chuckle Bell. Wendy's. No, not Taco Bell. Chuckle Bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says it kind of, yeah. he says it loudly, he says it in a hurry, and I guess, yeah. Casey, that's so funny. <laughs> because I've listened to that record so many times, and I never knew it was Chuck Lavelle until like 20 years after listening to it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about Preston as the times in uh, recorded live albums where somebody, like in the, in the Blues Brothers, you yeah. know, he, he'll say, but play Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and he's really saying their yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes it to him, yeah. Right. So, yeah, Steve the Colonel Cropper. Mm-hmm. So, Chuck Lavelle is 70 years old today. Uh, Elizabeth Rom, who was One Life to Live's Dorothy Hayes. She was also in Law and Order. Amazing. Uh, yeah, right. She, uh, she's she's forty nine. Uh, then you have uh, Paul Gilfoyle. I know him because he was on CSI and he played Jim Brass, and uh, he was in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I love your I show. The freaking button. I'm a huge fan. I'll never know who did it. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's, it's right. an honor to be here. So uh, he was kind of oh. like the the police boss uh, okay. of them, and they would uh, check in with him from time to time back at the station. He is seventy. Was Jagger ever on the show as a detective? Uh, I don't know. He may have. And been. then they ended up getting Daltrey instead. Use Lubidor. <laughs> Uh, he is 73 today. And then the last birthday, the very beautiful Bridget Moynihan. Moynihan. Uh, Moynihan. Uh, Sex and the City, Coyote Ugly. She's very talented. Uh, she is. Uh, she's... Does she follow our show? She, she has commented on us, right? yeah. She retweeted something about she's the Camp cool. Out for Hunger one yeah. time, which was she's sweet. really cool of her to do that. So I'm a huge Bridget Moynihan so fan. So we will always yeah. be huge Bridget Moynihan fans. Uh, Moynihan. Moynihan. She's uh, 51. All right, we're going to see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What... Famous rapper's real name is Chris Bridges, and our calls are lit up. Let me go to Tim. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Morning. All right, Tim. What famous rapper's real name is Chris Bridges? Ludacris. Ludacris. You got it, man. Hang on just a second. We are going to get your information. I want to 
It's ludicrous, by the way. And we are going to give you a certificate for a free float from Halcyon Floats. And you can give them on the ultimate gift of relaxation with MMR's big friggin' deal. This week, only get one 90-minute float at Halcyon Floats for just $35. A help mom float her stress and pains away. Available now, WMMR.com. Hurry, because the deal ends on Sunday. Is it ludicrous who plays the DJ Elf in Elf? Yeah, uh, not Elf, uh, Fred Claus. Fred Claus, that's it. Isn't yeah. that, that terrible movie with Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> it is. I love that. I, he's great in that, too. <laughs> Especially when... Stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> when they try to take... He, he plays one song all the time. Yes. They try to change it up. You're right. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Police officers who responded to a domestic violence call at the penthouse that they stayed in say they saw no marks on her face after a 2016 fight between the couple in which Heard says she was assaulted. See, I told you. Jurors at the libel trial uh, against his ex-wife watched recorded depositions Wednesday from officers who say they heard. They saw Heard crying, but no visible signs of injury. The incident occurred six days before Heard was at a Los Angeles courthouse to apply for a temporary restraining order with a clear mark visible on her face that she said had uh, that uh, Depp had inflicted during a fight. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people probably have followed uh, Kathy's uh, cousin, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah my cousin. The lead, there are a lot of people who are dialed into this trial. I mean, you can watch it yeah. live. Like, well, she- everywhere. Like, on the phone, you know, it's it's right there. Yeah, so her kids were sick, and so she had to stay home from work for a few days. And so she said she just she sat there and watched the trial. It's like a soap opera. You just, you just sit there and, and yeah. take it all in. Tyler Hayden, one of the officers who responded to the couple's penthouse apartment on May 21st, 2016, said that Heard refused to talk to officers and had no signs of an injury, although he acknowledged that she'd been crying and was red-faced. Uh, he said in a recorded deposition, just because I see a female with pink cheeks and pink eyes doesn't mean that something happened. Uh, Depp had already left the penthouse by the time officers arrived. Officers said that they had no idea who Heard was or that she was married to Depp. Uh, he said neither Heard nor anyone at the penthouse complex was willing to tell him or the others, uh, the other officers who Heard's husband was. Jurors heard similar testimony Tuesday from an officer who accompanied Haddon to the penthouse, an officer who made a follow-up visit that night, William Gatlin, testified that he saw no injuries either, though he acknowledges that his visit was brief. He got no closer than 10 feet from Heard, and he said his uh, check was a perfunctory one because it appeared that the call was just a duplicate to the one that Haddon had already responded to. You know, the more I hear and and, uh, absorb all this, I'm aligning with your assessment and the assessment, I guess you're referencing an expert who looked at this, both of them, and that they're both sort of carrying the blame on this. Mutually abusive, yeah. yeah. Heard's lawyers, in their questions, have suggested that Heard could have covered her injuries with makeup because at that point she still wanted to protect Depp. Uh, they also asked officers why they didn't investigate a potential case of domestic violence more thoroughly. The officer's testimony is some of Depp's best evidence that Heard contrived the allegations against her ex-husband. It complements earlier testimony from witnesses who say that they saw Heard and her sister uh, practicing fake punches in the days after the attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Heard's lawyers have yet to put on on their case, and some of her friends say that they were at a penthouse when Depp allegedly attacked her. Uh, and even if jurors were to conclude that Depp never assaulted his wife on May 21st, uh, they have heard evidence of other alleged assaults before and during the couple's brief marriage. So, keep on going. We'll see what happens. How long has this been going on? Um, uh, oh, years, man. Right, but this, this particular... Um, this one? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. A couple weeks? Two and a half weeks? Yeah, Something yeah. Something like that? Yeah. 
All right, so speaking of legal stuff, this is interesting. Jason Sudeikis says he didn't know that his lawyers were planning to serve Olivia Wilde with custody papers at CinemaCon while she was on stage oh, giving no. a presentation oh, about yes. an upcoming film. Yeah, it was a big story yesterday. So, Don't Worry Darling is the name of the movie. Uh, Tuesday night, she was served an envelope marked personal and confidential. And you can see her on stage giving the presentation, holding the envelope, and it says personal and confidential on it. Wait, and he, how could he not know? Because it it's not in your hands. No, the it's, process server. It's the server. Right. It's in their hands. Know, but but they, they knew say where like, she was going to be and at what it. time. And that's what they do. They look for an opportunity like, I know that's definitively awful. this exactly. person is going to be here. And so they, they oh knew she wouldn't, she would, they would be able to approach her. And Preston, they, would, they always prefer doing it when they can do it in front of people. So you have witnesses. So you have witnesses and served. someone's less likely to freak out. Eddie mm-hmm. Griffin, the comedian, was served on stage mm-hmm. during a stand-up act. Oh a spokesperson for the Ted Lasso star told Deadline Wednesday that he had no prior knowledge at the time or place that the envelope would have been delivered as this would solely be up to the process service company involved, and he would never condone her being served in such an inappropriate manner. I believe that. Yes, I do as well. Uh, although the never married, Wild and Sudeikis share uh, two children, eight-year-old Otis and five-year-old Daisy, and the couple has been separated since late 2020, but it had to have been fairly awkward for her at that uh, moment. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, so uh, the, everything has been at least presented as a being a sort of amicable situation. And this is apparently over custody issues of their kids. How do they get, like, there has to be some sort of, like, backstage or whatever. Do they just walk back there? Uh, She was actually, like, speaking to an audience, a panel. So this whole thing is you sort of, my movie's coming out. We'd like you to support it. Hey, and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so like, here? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, so some people thought it might have been somebody trying to get her a script. Right. Uh, you know, just to get a script in her hands or something along those this lines. It's terrible. And you can see the look on her face as she pulls it out. I haven't seen yeah, yeah, yeah. video of it. I've yeah. just seen the pictures, and she's kind of like, okie dokie. Yep. Right. But she continued. Uh, in other courtroom stuff, Rob Kardashian testified yesterday that he didn't love Black China oh, when, no. they, when they got engaged. Hey, you're ripping my world apart. TMC, <laughs> TMZ reports that while on the stand, the reality star said they initially got together because she accepted him while he was going through, quote, his lowest point. Could you speak up, Mr. Kardashian? Uh, he said it was he said it wasn't real love. I had a baby with this girl. Uh, Kardashian also testified that he should write romance novels. China beat him at least five times over the course of their relationship and added, I had a gun held to my head several times by this woman. That's not love. No? That's all that I got from him. So, okay. yeah. Yep. So oh, he prattles on like that. We'll see where else this goes. Uh, Kim Basinger. Uh, by the way, I got an email from somebody who doesn't like the way that I say her last name. <laughs> oh, dude. Wait, and they emailed and you to tell you? It's, well, yeah, and, and they sent a video. I didn't watch the video because I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Basinger is how I've said it, but it's you can say Basinger, Bassinger, Bassinger. There's it's, a bunch of different ways. Um, I, I, I think whatever, whatever way you want to say it, because... I've heard it said by multiple "quote unquote" experts. Yeah. Uh, well, they sent me a video of of, of her, her, and Alec Baldwin saying it, but I didn't watch it. Okay, so. it's a great line. There's a the, in a uh, fat pig in Family Guy. <laughs> uh, Peter Griffin is in the doctor's office, and the doctor goes, uh, "Mr. Griffin, I don't know how to say this." Is it Basinger? <laughs> Basinger? <laughs> Basinger? So the 60... Listen to this, though. The, uh, she's opening up about her struggle with agoraphobia. Yes. The 60-year-old actress discussed her battle with the anxiety disorder during Wednesday's episode of Red Table Talk. 
Uh, Bassinger appeared on the show with uh, Ireland Baldwin, which is her uh, 26-year-old daughter with Alec Baldwin. Uh, the episode marked her first public interview in 14 years. She does not do interviews. So she stopped doing um, going to award shows. It mm-hmm. became very um, restrictive for her, and as far as movie roles and things like that. The last time she was really working actively was around the L.A. Confidential, Wayne's World right. stuff. On Red Table Talk, she she described how agoraphobia left her housebound for years. She said, I would not leave the house. I would no longer go to dinner. Uh, of course, uh, agoraphobia is a type of anxiety disorder yeah. in which a person fears and avoids places or situations that might cause panic or feelings of being trapped, such as using public transportation, being in open or enclosed spaces, standing in line, or being in a crowd. So a girlfriend of mine years ago, the, her mother had pretty severe agoraphobia, and the one thing she could leave the house for was to go to a therapy session, a group therapy session for agoraphobia. It was, I mean... Um, I felt so bad for this woman yeah. because she was yeah. she was embarrassed, mightily embarrassed. Things just I need to run out to the store for this. She couldn't do that, right? And so she had. To, and people say, "Well, you look at you. You're physically capable of doing this." But I mean, I would see her like break down and cry. Yeah, it's crippling yeah. for people. Uh, she said, "It's really horrible to feel." Uh, that as really fiercely as I did during those years and not know what it was. Uh, she said, it's like something just completely shuts down within you and you have to relearn everything. I had to relearn to drive. And for many years, I would not go through the tunnels at Malibu. Uh, everything used to make me nervous, like the glass going to open the door yeah. or where do I step to open the door. Everything became a big job to figure out how to do it. In addition, uh, she said that the condition gave her physical symptoms, including dry mouth, feeling shaky, and so exhausted all the time. So it's a, it was sounds like it was a slow burn. It's not something that just happened overnight. Well, I was wondering also if there was any aspect of, because um, they had a very contentious divorce, Alec Baldwin and her, and, and um, if all of that twisted things up a bit. Mm. By the way, on the red table talk, don't you think the actual table should talk? Like uh, a, like cherry on Pee Wee's, you know. <laughs> is it actually a like red cherry? cherry? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, table. you can't really tell. We're watching a video. Yeah. You can't really tell just because of the lighting and stuff. Yeah. But also, Steve, the the word agoraphobia, it's so close to algoraphobia. Yeah. You know? Algoraphobia. <laughs> Why don't people want to hang out with me? Stop that. You're um, scaring exciting. me. <laughs> Where's everyone going? Let's see how we got to go. All right, everyone hey, has algorithmophobia. Uh, Haley Bieber went into detail about her recent health scare on YouTube Wednesday. The model detailed the mini stroke that she had on March 10th, saying, "Basically, I was sitting at breakfast with my husband, having a normal day, normal conversation, and we were in the middle of talking, and all of a sudden, I felt this really weird sensation that kind of like traveled down my arm from mm. my shoulder all the way to my fingertips, and it made my fingertips feel really numb and weird." She said, I couldn't speak. Right side of my face started drooping. I mean, those are telltale stroke signs. She said, I couldn't get a sentence out. Everything was coming out like not even jumbled, just like couldn't get any of the words out. And here's this young person in good shape, you know. It's like you would think that'd be something they'd be experiencing. By the time she reached Eisenhower Medical Center, she had no symptoms, but scan showed a small blood clot that was categorized as a TIA or a mini stroke former neighbor of mine um she she had 
many episodes like this all the time. And it was, you know, it's one of those things like you got to constantly monitor and check for blood clots and all of that stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, my mom has had several of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, yep. And, uh, my, uh, my stepmother recently had a full blown stroke. Oh boy. Uh, but she's on the mend. Yeah. So that's okay. good. Hopefully things are getting Eat. better, but no, yeah, know the signs if you can. Yeah, it's dangerous stuff. Madonna. We were just talking about her the other day, all the work she's had done on her face. 63 years old. She and her backup dancer boyfriend of four years, uh, Amalek Williams, who is 28, by the way. Oh, seems, seems appropriate. Uh, have reportedly called it quits now. Uh, uh, Source said Madonna has thrown herself into a busy social life. It's over. And, Here's the child seat back. And has been seeing her friends and family after the split. She has a packed schedule working on her upcoming biopic, new music, and looking after her family. There was a bizarre, and we talk about this bizarre video that she posted online. It's a close-up of her face. And she's kind of leaning into the camera and uh, darting her tongue like a snake. <laughs> it's not, she's so not attractive. Uh, the source added, things have been on and off with uh, Al Malik for a while. And that there was a lot of love still between them. But they ultimately decided to separate. Gee, I wonder what the problem was. Uh, the singer also posted a cryptic You're message. You're so old. To her Instagram story on Tuesday, possibly alluding to her split. She wrote, Karma said. Yeah. When somebody in your life is not right for you, God will continuously use them to hurt you until you become strong enough to let them go. So she's um, she's been with her trainer, a backup dancer. Um, so she was with Guy Ritchie, right? Mm-hmm. Guy yeah. Ritchie was an accomplished is accomplished director. Mm-hmm. I think, and that lasted for a while. Yeah, yeah I think have... she needs somebody more formidable. You yeah, know? but she's she's uh, kind of going with the the young ones now. Uh, she uh, and the singer had been dating uh, for, she and the backup dancer had been dating since 2018 after first meeting in 2015, although many people pointed out how the dancer was almost 40 years her junior. Yeah. Madge didn't seem to be bothered by it at all. Around the time of the sixth sense, she was dating Haley Joel Osment. Oh, no, really? That's, that, well, that's <laughs> illegal. Around the time <laughs> of the sixth sense, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she likes them young. <laughs> Andrew Garfield told Variety that he needs to, quote, rest for a little bit. Uh, the actor who starred in the eyes of Tammy Faye, Tick, Tick, Boom, and Spider-Man No Way From Home last year told the outlet, I need to recalibrate and reconsider what I want to do next and who I want to be and just be a bit of a person for a while. I think what he should do is a hybrid movie instead of The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Jim Baker. Where he, <laughs> he superpowers. Uh, yeah. my, my daughter for her birthday just wanted to uh, have a dinner and then watch a movie and the movie she wanted to watch was Tick, Tick, Boom, yeah. which we've now seen a few times. Yeah. He's excellent. is He's great. outstanding. Standing in that film. And he had not really done oh. any singing. No. no. He's a great singer. Yeah. And you know how that happened? Uh-uh. Uh, so I think the, maybe the casting director, the director might have, uh, it was Lin-Manuel Miranda yes. and he share the same massage therapist. Yeah. And Lin-Manuel says, hey, you know Andrew Garfield, right? Uh, can he sing? And the massage therapist is like, yeah, he's an amazing singer. And he didn't know that. <laughs> and so he went to Andrew Garfield. He's like, can you sing? And Andrew's like, I guess so. It was something along those lines. Well, I might have like, paraphrased the story. But, but. He, he forced her. He said, you, you can do this. You can do this and get to that point. If you have not seen the movie, it's really, really wonderful. And it's 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 it one is. of the classic... It's almost a shake... You, you, like a Shakespearean story concerning Broadway, yeah. but it's real. Well, yeah. so, and then also, so my, my daughter's in theater, and she loves it, right? And and the, the stage is one thing, but and I know this because I did, 
I was in the theater. No, but yeah. I did the play in, in high school. And the the culture around it, the, the community around it is just so great. And there's yeah. a scene in the movie where he goes, this is the life, bo-bo, bo-bo. Bohemia, yeah. That uh, that whole like that to me is uh, is really just reminiscent of what rehearsal is like. Oh, you know, like, just having fun. These, yeah, fun, and, fun. You know, all these like creative, like interesting, like weird, you know, unique people, like mm-hmm. all just coming together. And I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, I forget where I was going with this. That's okay. You were basically going to compliment the River Valley vocal I- <laughs> <laughs> at the end. That's where you were going. In summation. <laughs> but he, he just seems like a wonderful person. I forgot yeah. what video it was. I was watching something on YouTube my daughter showed me, and, and it was uh, fans surprising him with, with something. And he was, oh, I, no, I know what it was. I think it was, uh, he's a huge fan of Cobra Kai. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. and, and so uh, they had zoomed in some of the stars of Cobra Kai with him, and he was like <laughs> almost on the verge of tears. <laughs> no. He loved it so oh, much. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's just, he's a fan of, of, of pop culture and entertainment. And I just, I love the guy. I'm, I'm glad that he might, I'm, I'm glad that he got to revisit Spider-Man. Yeah. Because he really is a fan. Uh, and, and the possibility that he could return in a multiverse kind of experience is cool. Yeah. yeah he's really likable. Uh, I'm really interested to see, I hope you guys watch Under the Banner of Heaven, which is what he's promoting now. It was a, it's a messed up book. It's about these basic um, Mormon cults in northern Arizona. He's a Utah. detective, yes. And he's a detective, and these murders, uh, it's a, a, true, a true story is written by John Krakauer. Okay. And that's what Garfield's promoting now, and it's, I think it premieres on Hulu I want to see it. Next week. Uh, he breaks yeah. in the song a lot in this one? Yeah, it's, it's okay. Tick, Tick, Boom yeah. meets uh, Jim Baker. Murdering the Mormons. Latter-day Saints. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. Spider-Man yeah. shows up. Latter-day Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Latter-day yeah. Boom. Yeah. This Spider is boom. my wife. All right. Anyhow, what were we saying about him? Oh, he needs to a break for a yeah, while. Yeah. He's been incredibly busy, so he's taking a break. All right, what else do I have here? Chris Rock has reportedly taken to wearing headphones around his Soho neighborhood in order to avoid having to talk about the infamous Oscar slap. I can see that. Uh, yeah. An insider told Page Six it looks like he's listening to music, but it's just so that nobody approaches him. You see a lot of sports stars do that. Yeah. When they're getting off the bus and everything, they, the headphones they put on. the headphones on, or if they're walking through the airport, it's just... But if you have something to tell them, just take their headphones off and talk into their ear. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, you pull one ear... Uh, hey, I'm a fan! ...to the side. <laughs> they like that. Oh, they love it. I actually do that myself, but I do it because not so people don't talk to me, it's so I don't talk to people, because I have the problem. If I see you somewhere... We know. <laughs> you could have been a little bit nicer. About well, it. I, what, I was not even mean at all. I was, it was it was your tone. Cassie. I was trying to. I actually, say I, actually, I yeah. forgot where I was, and I was thinking about you because I was I was going to be uh, encountering someone that I didn't have a whole lot in common with, and I knew I was going to be in a similar area with them for a little while, and I would have to carry on. Yeah. small talk for a while, sure. and I'm like. What would Casey talk about? Right. What would he start asking about? Because you like Casey, Wetzel's pretzels. Casey's like my yeah. wife. Yeah. He can sit down and they can. He can talk to a perfect stranger for thirty minutes. So it is a it is a trait. It is a family trait. And my sister was talking to me about it. We were uh, together over the weekend, and she's like, you know, like I just noticed a thing about us. We do this thing where we just can come talk to complete strangers. Right. And she's like, it mortifies my children because I do it all the time. I'll, you know, and because she saw me doing it, she's like, oh, this is something that we do. Right. And I said, well, your children might be mortified, but chances are they carry the trait as well. You know, it doesn't uh, maybe uh, mutate right, right, <laughs> a little, yeah. little bit later on in life, like an X-Men. Yep. All right. So anyhow, uh, don't talk to Chris Rock if you see his headphones. Yeah. Leave right. alone. 
Um, I, this is curious. Uh, Melissa McBride has unexpectedly exited from the Walking Dead's spinoff series based on her character. No! Uh, the series, which follows Daryl and Carol, played by Norman Reedus and McBride, respectively, has been in the works at AMC, but a network spokesperson told E! News Wednesday that she exited the project because she would have to relocate to Europe to shoot it, where uh, the series is going to be set and shot, and it became logistically unattainable. I can understand that. That's because they show us, yeah. You know, because uh, you'd, you'd be there for months and months at a time, and maybe you can't do it. character be replaced by a Jim Bakerish kind of character? Maybe. <laughs> and we could get uh, Andrew, Garfield? Andrew Garfield in there. He's looking for work. No, the, He's um, formidable. She was great, and her, her trajectory, yeah. she's in... One of the most powerful hours of television I've ever seen in my life. One of the episodes where she is in a farm. You know the episode I'm talking about. With the little kids. The little kids. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, and yeah. she goes She goes from victim to badass yes. throughout that series. She arc. has a complete turnaround. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Helen Mirren uh, graces the cover of People 2022's Beautiful Issue. Huh. Uh, the 76-year-old Ask Oscar winner uh, told the magazine, I was absolutely sort of gobstruck, as we say in England. That means oral sex. <laughs> Gobnobbled. Uh, I never considered myself beautiful uh, at my and at my age, so I was amazed. Uh, she said she prefers uh, to use the word swagger. Uh, to the word beautiful, okay. because it shows I'm confident in myself, I'm presenting myself to the world, I'm enjoying the world around me. I think she's a gorgeous woman. Yeah. I think she always has been. Remember the first time I saw her was in the movie Excalibur. Yes, yeah. Morgana. Morgana. And uh, she she gets a naked in that. Yeah. She got naked in a lot of stuff throughout her. It's career. in her contract. <laughs> <laughs> I play uh, naked Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> All right, uh, we're ready for clips, so let's Ooh. serve them up to you. In memory, an expert assassin is trying to stay ahead of the pursuit while also struggling with dementia. And in this clip, Liam Neeson explains uh, what drew him to the film. Here we go. I loved the script, but I was really intrigued with this character of a, of a hitman, an assassin, who uh, <laughs> believes he's taking... Uh, Wait a minute. Uh, Back there. Uh, I need to hear that again. People on the earth, uh, but he's suffering from... Early onset Alzheimer's dash dementia. Uh, I thought, oh my God. So it, 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 it was just a, a rich character to play. Wow. <laughs> Hold on, Case, go back to the, the part where he just goes. Uh, I don't know how. I love the script, but I was really intrigued with this character of a, of a hitman, an assassin. Right here. Who. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's, he's playing Celtic sloth. Uh, All right, memory God. opens in theaters on Friday. Here's our next clip for you. <laughs> All right, the offer. It's the best. The Offer is a biographical drama miniseries about the development and production of Francis Ford Coppola's iconic gangster film, The Godfather. Can't wait for this. And here, Miles Teller describes his appreciation for being on set with this particular cast and crew. I try and soak it all up because every time I'm on a set, especially one as gifted um, and as special as this one is, you know, just to not take it for granted. And I, I couldn't have had a better time working with everybody. It's really... Is really special. Uh, the offer premieres on Paramount Plus Friday. So yes. Very exciting. Looking forward to that. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, where's your bathroom? 
Are you okay, sir? Yeah. <laughs> what is your bathroom? <laughs> it does yeah. I was out having dinner on the floor and <laughs> something slipped out. Where's your bathroom? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like jerky, but it doesn't like me. <laughs> All right. Uh, our entertainment report uh, concluding yeah. it now, friends. All right, we need to take a break. We got a lot to get to today. Mitch Fatel is stopping in. He's going to be at uh, Punchline starting tonight and through the weekend. We will talk to the amazingly talented Cheryl Crow this morning. It's Very a, cool. a documentary about her coming out. So we will spend some time uh, chatting with her later on. And we, of course, have Concert Cash, your opportunity to win a couple times this morning. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's band is Kara Kara. Kara Kara, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. All right, so there was a story that we touched on in the Entertainment Report, and it was uh, Olivia Wilde. Uh, was on stage at CinemaCon yeah. giving a presentation. She's directing a new movie, and somebody walks up to her and hands her an envelope, and they had served her custody papers from Jason Sudeikis yeah. in the middle of doing that, which had to have been really interesting and uh, taken her by surprise, certainly. But that is par for the course. They yeah. uh, Because uh, have you ever had papers served on you? No. Uh-uh. I did once for an insurance claim. Okay. Uh, and uh, the guy came to the front door, knocked and said, you know, and, and then handed me, and I, I think he was using his phone or, or whatever to record it, but maybe, you know, asked me to sign. It was fine. It was something that was just a uh, an issue that was then taken care of after the fact, but nothing big like, not like we, you know, it's been a nationwide manhunt for you. Uh-huh. Uh, but but it, it, it does... Um, this is what they do, and I pointed out the story of Eddie Griffin. The uh, I believe that's his name. The comedian was up on stage, literally mid-joke, and someone comes to the end of the stage and hands him the thing, and he takes it. So the old thing used to be, as long as you don't accept anything, right. once she took it by right. hand, that, it. that completed the process. Right. So legally, there was no way to evade it, to elude it. You know, I think it's. Uh, uh, I think they reference that kind of in in uh, the MCU a little bit. Uh, Tony Stark several times in oh. movies goes, "I don't like to be handed things." Yes, you ever yeah, that? that's Maybe what it's that's about. Why. And so yeah. Pepper has to take whatever it is, and I don't know if it stems from that or not. But he always says, "I don't like to be handed things," <laughs> right? Uh, for fear maybe it's uh, some kind of a legal thing. I think that's still. I think that's still the basic rule that once you hand it, once you accept it and hold it. It's done. I think yeah, they, I they say if, no givebacks is I yeah. think what they say, right? If, if anybody listening can can let us know for definitively if that is indeed the case or not, if, if you know, because I, I've seen, you know, depictions of this in, like, movies where they literally just, like, throw it at you. Right, and yeah. if, it, if it makes contact with your body, you've been served, you right, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have no idea if that's the truth or not. I, I don't know what the legalities are surrounding this stuff. It's also, I think, that would fall under the realm of if you are a process server, that that can be and, and has proven to be a dangerous occupation from oh, time yeah. to time. Good question. Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number if you've ever been served papers and especially especially if it's been at a uh, 
uh, an awkward moment, a or public an in- event, inopportune time, or right. something like that. It's like well, part of the issue of a process server is to find out where you are. Yeah. So if it's advertised that you're going to be at CinemaCon, that cuts to the chase. And you know, and and I wonder if if being a a serving papers like yeah. that is sometimes it's seen as a pretty. Uh, what's the proper word to use? As like a, a slimy uh, thing yes. to do. You yes. know what I mean? Because it's a necessary process. It is, and and that could that person could be horrible that they're serving paper to. But but if you're walking up at a funeral and you know yeah. and handing papers to someone, it's it's seen as kind of. I don't know what another like a, well, a, a repo person or something like that can I sometimes think it fall falls under squarely that. into that. Re- and a repo thing, by the way, is also someone failing. To pay, yeah, you know, yeah. like a bank, yep. you know, looking to get the, their their costs covered. But if you're served papers in this way, it's because they can't get you somewhere else. They'll walk up to your house and knock on your door. Yes, right. But they they That's weren't they for, me. for whatever reason they weren't able to do that. So maybe whoever's on the end of it or the receiving end is being difficult oh, and yeah. not signing for their paper. So they have to be served while they're on stage <laughs> performing. Well, Connor yeah. brought up and it reminded me that that Seth Rogen plays a process yeah. server in Pineapple Express. Oh, okay. yeah, that's the whole intro to the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. what his job is. Uh, let me hang on. Go to Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful, Kristen. So, what's your uh, experience with uh, serving papers? Or, or so have... I have served. I have served papers and been served. Oh. Um, I served papers once for the same exact situation. Of my brother's friend um, won a custody of his kids. So the deal was, I had to go. He told me where she would be. I had to walk up to her, confirm it was her. And then the second she took them, then I could walk away. But she did need to take them. Wait, okay. so you um, just as a normal person can serve someone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Oh. A lot of So when I was served, a sheriff came to my house. Um, and I was not there, so they had to come back. But they, um, like my cousin was home um, and talked to them. And they had to wait for me to be in person um, to confirm that it was me. Kristen, when you actually Otherwise, served, when you yeah. served the papers, so what, what, um, did you have to, in any way, did you have to get a signature? Did you have to take a picture? Did you have to, I mean, how do you, how do you verify that the, that the, the documentation was actually physically taken by the, the servee? Um, I didn't have to verify anything. Okay. It, she was so pissed that, <laughs> um, I think that she was ready to go to court and fight it. Okay. But I don't know if. The like the sheriff will come to your house repeatedly, and that does cost money. Mm. Um, so if you cannot get just a normal person to do it, then you can hire the sheriff, and the sheriff will keep coming to your house every single day until they can actually catch you. Okay, interesting. Well, when does a process server, which is a separate in, 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 um, occupation unto itself, I assume that's like the same with like a is that on a level of like a like a bounty hunter or I don't a, even a skip tracer? Like it. Well, I right? will tell you Sounds this: like if, anybody, you, if anybody ever needs to serve any papers to show members here, give it to me because I hand you guys papers all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met one time. Uh, it was at a, a bar in, in Harleysville. I was talking to this guy, and it turned out he was our, our town constable. All right, and I never really knew <laughs> what's a constable. What a constable does. And if I recall correctly, it was several years ago. I think one of the main jobs is serving papers, ah. like that. Not unlike she said, you get the sheriff to do it, and that was 
what uh, he would do. Oh. Did Burgermeister, Meister Burger serve papers on Santa Claus? At the, uh, I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. And I don't think he was a constable. Okay, but so do all towns, do we all have constables in our don't town? Don't know. Do, do, not, t- do not know. Do we have criers anymore? Do we have town criers anymore? We do. We do. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis wants his children back. So among the jobs that a constable has in Pennsylvania, uh, arrest for felony crimes and breaches of the peace committed in its presence or by warrant anywhere in the Commonwealth, and then serving warrants of arrest, mental health warrants, uh, uh, transporting prisoners, uh, service of summons, complaints, and subpoenas. There wow. You know, and wow. enforcing protection from abuse orders as well. Okay. All right. Uh, let me go to a couple calls here. I have Robin. Hey, Robin, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Robin? So my, um, this was about 10 years ago when I was uh, getting divorced and I was the one who initiated so my ex-husband's in real estate and the guy, he was going to show a house and the guy that he was showing the house to was like, this is pretty awkward, but I to serve you. So oh, like, I have the, the guy he was showing the house to. Uh, okay. What? So, so hang on. So they he, tricked him. Yeah. He, they tricked him. He said he was interested in a property. I'm not sure if it was a trick. Cause like I said, it was ago it could very well have been which is even worse but my ex-husband called me he's like you're not going to believe like he knew we were getting divorced it yeah. wasn't like a surprise yeah but he's like the guy i was showing the house to today sir <laughs> okay maybe right. maybe he was thinking i'll kill two birds yeah. with one stone. i'm, I'm looking, looking for a house. place yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. that's great but that's a perfect example did it irk yeah. him at all that it happened that way i don't think so it like it was 10 years ago i don't remember like he was, he's a pretty, like he's a good guy. Like he's not the kind of person that's going to be. Like I'm sure he was cool to the guy. Okay. So why didn't they? Why didn't the guy just go to his his door at his home and knock on his door? Hello. We might have lost her. She, uh, yeah. she had a bad connection. So so, so uh, 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 that's a good question. But in, in this case, I wonder is are there sometimes when you actually have to have someone a server a process server, um. Like, can you just do it? Uh, see, I don't. I I feel or, like. That, do you have to have an official? I feel like step that in. person was wrong. Uh, well, I, I would like to tell you because we I had know. a lot of phone calls up here, but our phone system just oh, no. completely oh, crapped out yeah, on us. Yeah, every yeah. single hey, phone. We're call about got, to be served. You got, got served. That's it. We yeah. just got served. You got served. <laughs> what was that movie about? <laughs> it was about dancing. dancing. It was dancing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like stomp the yard, and that was kind of like throwing it in somebody's face. You got served. Yo, you got served. Yo. Okay. Uh, here are some texts. Uh, this is it's kind of ironic. You guys are talking about this this morning. I was just served a civil complaint paper from Montgomery County Sheriff's. Uh, the Wait, this is split up between several. Is he playing his music loud at a boat ramp? No, no. Um, <laughs> That's where it was delivered. The oh, sheriff. sheriff's. It, it, uh... The sheriff delivers it to him. So that's where he was served the papers by the sheriff from Montgomery County. Okay. Huh. All right. And uh, I would like to, because it's kind of a crappy story. Oh, they want to call in. Yeah. All right. So we'll see if they give us a call uh, if our phone lines work. <laughs> uh, this one says, hey, certain legal documents require certain service. If it is personal service, sometimes it could be handled to handed to a responsible adult party at the home location. Other times it would be required to be handed directly to the individual, and every state has their own rules. Okay. So that's why it might seem different in some Online, cases. too, this is a scenario I've heard over and over, Preston, and it's, it has, it's almost like the way big pharma, or the, the, uh, pharmaceutical companies will hire attractive well, people. Well, let's go. Yeah. I'll go to Tim. Hey, Tim, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Tim, what's up, buddy? Uh, this was uh, about uh, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Uh, I was sitting in my car outside my now ex-wife's home, 
and a waiting for my kids for custody, uh, you know, transfer of kids. Yep. And uh, so I'm sitting outside, and it was kind of a little delayed, and then there's a knock on my car window, and there's a smoking hot <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah. Hey. She goes, hey, are you Tim? I go, yeah. Here you go. (laughs) That happens in one of the Iron Man movies. A really hot girl serves him papers, and and that's how she got close to him. Right. So, yeah, Tim, that sucks, man. Here you were for a split second (laughs) thinking that it was going to be awesome. I'm thinking, hey, this is a great opportunity. Come on. That's what they rely on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Let's go next to uh, Alex is a process server. Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, morning, buddy. What's up, man? You want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. uh, To Kathy's question a little bit early on, like what? you need to do to be a process server, uh, at least federally. There, it's actually in the rules uh, that really all you need to be is over the age of 18 and not a party to the suit. Okay. So really, basically, anybody can do it. The reason why they use, like, the marshal service or an actual process service is they have experience, and they'll get typically some body cam footage, and they'll write an affidavit. And, of course, getting the sheriff is always reliable that it was actually served properly because that could be a, a contention for why uh, uh, maybe to have a suit thrown out or dismissed uh, if it wasn't served. Well, like properly. claiming they didn't yes. get the papers? Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, how often, to your experience, how often does it happen that if it is put into, like, the uh, a civilian's, um, you know, charge to go and, and deliver these papers themselves, that that would be fought in court as not being valid? Uh, I really just think it, it depends on the type of case and how contentious it is. Okay. If if they have grounds to say, like, hey, no, like, I didn't get this. Because even if you don't get the right papers, even if you were served properly, you can get it dismissed uh, like that. Um, but, yeah, we had, we had a bunch of crazy cases. We would go all over, and a lot of times, yeah, it was just initially knocking on doors. But we had a couple of times where we had international folks who might not be – doing great stuff in the United States and so wait for them to come into a convention and mm. get a ticket and serve them with a huge pallet of papers. Jeez. In front of everybody. What was your, Alex, was your life ever at risk? Did you ever have an encounter that got physical or, da- or very dangerous? Uh, I, I did have one or two, but if we, we had a feeling of that, we always had somebody with us. Uh, I have a concealed carry permit that uh, luckily I never ever had to use. Uh, I'm also a larger guy and uh, typically, if it if it was real um, real dangerous, I, I, I wouldn't take it. Uh, All right, but we uh, this didn't personally happen to me, but I've heard of tons of cases where like a woman was like hiding out in the trunk of her car and would leave through the garage and have a driver just to avoid a process server. <laughs> wow. uh, we, had, we had one guy who we were trying to go after civilly for a company who had multiple criminal warrants in like fourteen or fifteen states, and we ended up having to basically catfish him and make a like a fake profile uh, we lost him uh, are you just delaying the inevitable oh, there I mean, we go i'm sorry uh, alex so so yeah you you did a fake uh we, we lost you there for a second you did a catfish thing with this guy yeah yeah um basically he had uh, about 14 15 like criminal warrants out for his arrest <laughs> and so this was for a civil matter so we're not looking to arrest him but 
media servant, but he was just off the grid. Hi, my uh, name is Alexandra. Uh, <laughs> are you into succulents? <laughs> uh, that's but you got to do any anything yeah. you can do to get the job done, right? Exactly. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, cool, Alex. Man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, there was a text. I want to see if any other people, because we have some others on the line that do serve papers, that said was in a pub- handed papers in a public bathroom, still taking a dump. <laughs> no oh. way. All oh right. My God. So I would imagine they try to get you when you can't move. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. sure. At least when it's uncomfortable for you to, you know, because the old thing used to be. You know the old. I, I, if I'm, I'm, you run away. You see the car. Like leaving in the trunk of your car is a good indication you're trying to avoid getting served. Yeah. Let me go to Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Aaron? Um, I may or may not work for a law enforcement agency. All right. In <laughs> in the best county in the tri-state area, which everybody knows is Bucks County. Not what I was expecting. All right. <laughs> All right, what's uh, so uh, you you have uh, hang on, she said Bucks You have a history, I know Casey's trying to do his thing. Uh, so so you've had history serving uh, paperwork uh, to people, yeah, yeah. I've been doing this for about five years, and anyone over the age of 18 that's at a house can accept paperwork. Um, I always think it's funny people think that if they don't touch the paperwork that they won't get served. I mean, if you take the paperwork for someone else, that doesn't mean that you're now associated with, you know, whatever the legal document is. You're just accepting service for them. That doesn't mean that you're included in the suit. So, Aaron, well, why why do you think – is a, does that situation exist in different jurisdictions, or why do you think that's become a popular perception? I think TV. Okay. I, I yeah. think that's kind of why people think hmm. that that can't happen. So, but um, – like Casey said, you're just kind of delaying the inevitable if you don't take it because what the plaintiff can do is file for what's called a posting order, okay. which means they'll go in front of the judge and the judge will say, okay, you've proven that this person is here, maybe they're um, trying to avoid service, and we can just go back and we'll literally post it right on your front door. Okay. Okay. All right. So, here we go. And that'll get it done. The right neighbors there. love seeing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, Aaron, have you had any funny situations that happened when serving papers? Um, nothing really funny. I've been lucky. Um, we haven't had any real major issues. I have a partner that works with me. And I feel like a lot of it is how you talk to people because when people see you pull up, you're not really going there for, uh, you know, a good reason. Right. So I feel that if you just talk to people and explain it, because a lot of times people say they have no idea that what it's about. So I feel like if you just explain it to them and talk to them, it it kind of eases their mind a little. Right. Bit. You don't so, drive around in a vehicle called the process mobile, right? Like so, you, <laughs> so people can know immediately. Everything's kind of very discreet. But Aaron, do you yeah, know what you're exactly. serving? Um, yeah, you can kind of tell by looking at what who the plaintiff is by what it is. So um, a lot of traffic accidents, uh, divorce paperwork, um, credit cards that, you know, somebody hasn't been paying. Um, We've been getting a lot of PFAs lately, so that's kind of the most dangerous situation. What what is that? Protective service? Yeah, protected from abuse orders. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, Aaron, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. You too. Go Bucks go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. I'll give it to, give it to her. Come on. Bucks go. Uh, I'm going to go to John. He has an interesting story. Hi, John. Good morning. 
Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, okay. it's all good. What's up, buddy? So I was uh, served divorce papers on my fifth wedding anniversary uh, in front of my classroom full of students. Oh, God. Oh, my oh, God. God. In front oh, of your God. class. <laughs> all right. What, what age uh, were the students? Uh, it was a high school geometry class. Oh, oh boy. How did this person get, get into, into your school? school? <laughs> uh, it's a pretty small school here on the main line. Uh, obviously, I don't want to mention the name. Um, you know, they just came in, asked for, you know, uh, for my classroom, and were able to just walk in and say, hey, are you John? Yep, there you go. Was wow. wasn't it like a guy who looked like Frank Rizzo dressed as a school kid? <laughs> Short pants. Yeah. Oh, see you in gym class. Yeah. You bum. Um, all right. And then, John, did they just hand it to you and then walk out? And then you're left there going, what in the world is this? Yeah. And the interesting thing was, too, uh, somebody had mentioned earlier that, you know, they'll serve you when they can't get to you. I talked to my divorce attorney, and she said that, no, they could have just sent you a certified letter, things like that. There's no reason why they would have uh, served you except out of spite because oh. it was your fifth. Okay. Uh, I want to uh, fight you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. And that would be up to the person serving it, really, not necessarily the person that has the case against you or something along those lines. Oh, that's strange. So do you think it Yeah, was, I don't know. It was divorce papers? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, oh, and yeah. Do you think your ex-wife was happy that it happened in front of your students? Oh, very. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. I'm sorry, she's what? She even mentioned so on a later phone call. Oh, wow. oh, oh that's, right, that's, that's wonderful. Nice. All right, thank you, John. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, we have one more call we're going to go to, and that is Sandy. Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Uh, hi. Hey. Good morning. Uh, Sandy. So what, uh, what short story did you want to share with us? So I was bartending on a Saturday night. It was probably 11 or 12 o'clock at night, and there was a customer leaning over the service bar. I went over and said, hey, can I get you a drink? And he said, hey, are you Sandy? Yep. Hands me papers. You've been served. Um, I was mortified in the middle of the night. Wow. Wow. So so at what time is this approximately? It had to have been 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Okay. Past bar. I mean, they, they knew um, where you were. Yeah, but the lawyer said the same thing as the last caller. They definitely paid extra to have them do that just to kind of humiliate you. So, wow. Other patrons saw this happen. Yeah. I guess maybe you could entice a place that does this, a service uh, that provides a service to go, hey, and if you do this, I'll chuck an extra 100 to box in. Sandy, I hope you shorted exactly. him on his pores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he disappeared. I was standing there like, what? what yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, this happened to Olivia Wilde, yeah. who was uh, at in the middle of a uh, giving a presentation at CinemaCon. And, uh, global news. Yeah. It, it became a global news story. I first saw it reported in the Daily Mail. And the papers from uh, Jason Sudeikis walk up and serve yeah. to her on stage. Wow. I, and I do believe that. I don't think Jason Sudeikis would have been, make sure you embarrass the hell out of her. Right. Uh, by the way, do me a favor. Stacey was on hold for a long time. She's a paralegal, and we didn't get a chance to get to her call. Give her some tickets to see uh, Doctor Strange oh. in the Multiverse of Madness. Yay. If you wouldn't mind for being on hold for so long. We appreciate that. I'm sorry I didn't get to you, but that screening is Wednesday, May 4th. 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia. And while you're giving those to her, 
take three more callers and give them tickets, too. Oh, my God! Our first three callers, 215-263-WMMR. The movie is not opening until May 6th, so we have this screening May 4th at 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia, and we'll have more of those to give away. So thank you for your calls and everything. We're going to take a break. we got to stay on time. We have money and tickets to give away via the concert cash. We'll get to that in the Bizarre File when we return. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey, we should probably do the Bizarre File first yes. since it's 7.55. Oh, yeah. So if you could switch those elements around, I will do that. And then we will get into the MMR Concert Cash giveaway. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Animax Golf Tournament, benefiting service dogs for veterans. It is almost here, and you can become a sponsor by visiting FetchTheBallCharity.com. Use the promo code ROCK, and you will get a free gift. We'll start with this. A family in Lake Tahoe, California, thought they sometimes heard a strange noise, like snoring, coming from underneath their home. When they asked neighbors to listen for it, no one else noticed, so the family ignored it. That is, until last week... When five bears that had been hibernating in the crawl space under their home woke up. Oh, my God. Five (laughs) bears were living under their house. And they were snoring, and that's the noise that they heard. The family called an organization called Bear League. And the group helped the family get the mother bear out of the house along with her four yearling cubs. Can you imagine? Unbelievable. That is terrifying. (laughs) A woman survived off of a six-pack of yogurt and snow after being stranded in a California uh, forest for six days. Hell, that's a party. Uh, Justin Lonick and Sheena Gullett got stuck in the snow on April 14th after they tried to drive off from a highway. It's a good uh, thing we brought snow. To Little Valley, California on dirt roads during a snowstorm. Oh. The two spent the night in their vehicle, and in the morning, the battery was dead. They attempted to walk back to the highway, but Gullet began falling behind as the soles of her boots had come off. Jesus. Lana continued to walk ahead, and eventually they became separated due to the heavy snow. He searched, but was unable to find Gullet due to the snowfall, so he sought shelter and built a campfire. Saturday morning, April 16th, Lana continued walking toward the highway, finding a gravel road. He sought shelter again that night, and on Sunday, April 17th, he finally reached the highway and hitched a ride from a passerby. Thereafter, he reported what had happened, and Sheena was stranded in the forest, possibly with their vehicle. The details of the incident were originally unclear, making it difficult for the sheriff's uh, personnel to narrow down a search area. Officials said Lonick was not familiar with the area and the roads that they had been traveling on. So on April 20th, Lonick rode along with the sheriff's deputy to search the area and see if he could provide a better location as to where he and Gullet got stuck in the snow. A sheriff's agent, along with two U.S. Forest Service personnel, were also in the search uh, looking for Gullet. And after searching for several hours, the sheriff sergeant located the vehicle. Immediately upon his arrival, Gullet came out of the car. Officials said she was emotional but physically okay. And during the six days 
that Gullet was stranded. She rationed a six-pack of yogurt, eating one per day. She did not have any water and had to eat snow in order to get liquid. Amazing. Uh, she said that she saw the helicopter fly over a few days earlier. However, because she was in a heavily wooded area, they were unable to see her. She was transported to the ranger station to be evaluated by medical personnel. She provided the sheriff's office with the same details that Lonick gave on how they became separated. And she is now safe back at home. I heard that she had forgotten there was a Primo's party tray in the trunk. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. The whole time. If only she oh, knew. Man. How about this? A pilot smoking a cigarette in a cockpit is believed to have brought down a passenger jet, killing everyone on board. <gasps> no. According to an investigation, Egypt Air Flight MS-804 crashed into the Mediterranean Sea in May of 2016, killing 66 passengers and crew. The Airbus A320 had been flying from Paris to Cairo with the Egyptian authorities claiming terrorism had been responsible for the incident. An investigation has found that a fire broke out in the cockpit due to the oxygen escaping from the co-pilot's mask when it's believed smoking was taking place. The cigarette would have caused the oxygen to combust. Three days before the crash, the pilot's mask was barely replaced and its setting was left on emergency instead of normal by a maintenance engineer causing oxygen to be emitted Experts are not sure why the mask had been left in this setting. And according to the report, Egyptian pilots would rarely smoke. Just two months earlier, ashtrays in the same aircraft's cockpit needed to be replaced. So they were smoking that recently? Uh, yep. In a cockpit? That is true. Sp- yep. the, the whole issue of, of oxygen and, and its possible... Well, this, this is what you get. Audio reveals the pilot and co-pilot expressing that they, quote, both both felt tired from the night's flight and lack of sleep. And experts said hours of rest had been respected for both. So that probably wasn't part of I mean, of isn't the, the protocol that the, the flight crew usually goes out on the wings when they smoke? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll uh, be right back. Respect for the passengers. Yes. All right, and then uh, one more story, and then we will wrap it up. An unusual case, this is in Tennessee, lands a man behind bars facing charges for impersonating a Homeland Security agent. Uh, The case is centered around a fox known as Lulu Hmm. that Keith Redeker claimed is a federal canine. A federal canine. A fox. Wow. Okay. So uh, the sheriff... And a master of disguise. The sheriff, uh, Chris Davis, said it's very bizarre. The investigation began after the fox was shot and killed by a neighbor... Uh, apparently, it was killing her chickens and the animal on the pro- uh, on the animals on the property there that she had. Davis Agent said. Simmons, I'm responding to a report, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the investigation took another turn. Mr. Redeker had reached out to her and identified himself as a Homeland Security agent, and that she was going to be in big trouble. That she had shot and killed a federal canine that was used in bomb detection and search and wow. rescue. The sheriff shared photos. And that's of, a TSA woodchuck. Of the red fox inside a canine cage in the back of a vehicle and a service dog registration for Redeker and the, fo- and the fox that said canine search and rescue, canine explosive. Uh, so according to the sheriff, this isn't the first time that Redeker has been in trouble with the law claiming to be a federal agent. He said he makes no bones about it. He will wear around a bulletproof vest oh out in public God. and it has firearms instructor on it. He will present himself with BDUs with a duty-type belt. Uh, There's way more than meets the eye to this. Looks like he's been skating and floating and trying to present himself and appear as a Homeland Security agent in several counties across the state. Uh, Redeker faces criminal impersonation and is now out on bond, but more charges are expected. Nuts. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is what we're going to wrap up the Bizarre File with because it is now a little bit after 8 and we got to do it. (laughs) 
Here's your concert cash keyword. All right, keyword is dial, D-I-A-L. We're going to give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins 500 bucks in this company-wide contest, and all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. And the word again is dial, D-I-A-L. We got money and tickets. Come and get them. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. The MMRBQ is almost here. Featuring Disturbed, The Pretty Reckless, Living Color, and maybe you. Oh, that's right. This year, we debut the Preston and Steve Side Stage. Live band karaoke with Sidearm, plus our friends Froggy are going to be playing live. And it's the return of the Jackie Bam Bam Party Deck. Want to sing on the Preston and Steve stage? Get audition songs and details at WMMR.com. Then submit your video on social media using hashtag MMRBQ. Also, we're excited to announce our limited time 420 ticket offer. Four lawn tickets at 20 bucks each. MMRBQ 2022, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Presented by NJM Insurance Group. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. And sponsored by Pro Team Collision. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Typical kitchen and bath dealers can make you... Uh, real quick, before we dive into anything, a couple of shout-outs I want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah. first one is uh, got a little bit of length to it, but this is a great story. Uh, this is from Amanda Kraft, and she said, I have transitioned to an at-home position as an RN recently, and I affectionately re- referenced uh, the whole crew as my co-workers. <laughs> I have two kids, five and six, who have suffered through their mommy listening to the show every morning on the way to school. <laughs> and this is where the second thank you comes in, because initially she just thanked us for right. having a great show and all that stuff. So she said, recently, uh, there have... Actually, they, meaning the kids, they have actually started to get the jokes that you guys do and are laughing along, and I've never been prouder. A few weeks ago, there was a conversation about Moe's Restaurant and their famous greeting of Welcome to Moe's, which Steve brilliantly coined a catchphrase for the make-believe restaurant, Buttholes. (laughs) Welcome to Buttholes. So she said, my kids found it hysterical to the point that the rest of the ride was devoted to how they could make that phrase the silliest. And I decided to surprise them one night and make our home into the restaurant buttholes. Wow. During COVID, I took on many roles, movie theater, usher, waitress, you name it. So this was right up my alley. And she attached a picture to this email of the sign Welcome to Buttholes that she has hung up in their house. Oh, that's great. So on a more serious note, uh, she said, uh, I sent you a text on Wednesday to the show after you mentioned the Take Steps event, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming up on June 12th, by the way, at the link, and it's for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Uh, she said, my son, who is six, was having a lot of GI issues over the last month. His uh, pediatrician chalked it up to a GI bug and told us to keep him hydrated and watch for blood. Well, blood arrived on the scene last week. I took him to the nearest children's hospital. He underwent a transfusion and four days worth of testing, speculation of whether or not he had Crohn's. My husband and I were stressing out, of course, but I turned to my husband on day two of all this and I said, Preston's daughter has Crohn's. She's living a normal life with it. 
Liam, our son, will be okay. And somehow this turned the whole situation into complete uh, into complete panic to, okay, we can manage oh, awesome, this. Awesome, awesome. After his EGD and colonoscopy, he was found to have ulcerative colitis. Gang, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid's going to be okay. They're going yeah, to yeah. take care of him, but I can't stress to you how painful that is, the people that end up with ulcerative colitis. Uh, she said he's taking steroids right now, and his symptoms finally have gone away. I wanted to thank you for being candid and sharing personal information because it really does help to know that we're not alone. So thank you again. I was hoping if it's possible that my son Liam could get a shart out. His birthday is on the 11th of May. We're going to do it early now. She yes. said you can do it anytime. If not then, any day will do. Uh, for being so brave and strong while keeping his humor at the hospital, uh, mooning me and, yes, screaming, <laughs> welcome to buttholes, while going oh through gosh. the bowel prep po- process of, for his colonoscopy. <laughs> and if you could throw a little one in for his sister, Emma, who at five years old is not allowed to ask for a yoo drink without doing it like Steve does. Yeah! And tell Nick to uh, suck it because yoo-hoos are delicious, she says. <laughs> Thank you for all that everyone does. That is from Amanda Kraft. So let's do a uh, shout out. You want for, a big one, Case, or what are you? Yeah, why yeah, not? A shout out for Liam, and all then we'll right. have to do a little yeah! one. And then a little squeaker for Emma. All right, let me get this squeaker page. One second. This is uh, for Emma, who is five years old. And there you go. That's for Emma. Those are short ones. We're covered. Uh, Ooh. Uh, By the way, uh, yes, the Philadelphia Take Steps Walk is taking place on June 12th. All right. Uh, I am their honored uh, media hero this year. It's a really cool honor. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been uh, hosting the event for several years now. Thousands of people come out to this. We would love to add you to the uh, Preston WMMR team. If you would like to walk with me, sign up. You can go to WMMR.com. They always have uh, live bands, like several live bands throughout the concourse. This is going to be the link. You can get walk down on the field. The cheerleaders will be there. Swoop will be there. I mean, it's Um, great. That's uh, awesome. Like superheroes, magicians, uh, all kinds of vendors. It's a really cool event. So I would love for you to be a part of that and help out people like Liam and like my daughter who need this and get this research and, and get this thing tackled. So And this uh, is the first time at the link, right? Yeah, it's yeah. usually at Citizens Bank Park. Right. And I'm not sure why we're doing it at the link, but I don't care. I actually yeah. went down there to film this little uh, video uh, to promote it, and I got to run out on the field nice. and spike the football. It's pretty cool, man. <laughs> I never got to do that. You never got to do no. that? Well, come out on June 12th if you can, if you got a free day, and I'll, I'll make sure that they let you do that, Casey. All right, so anyhow, thank you for uh, letting me do that. Another quick one says, hey, can I get a shout out? Uh, this says on Friday the 29th. I'm going to give it to you now. Uh, this Saturday, the Colleen P. Smith Memorial Softball Tournament will take place at uh, uh, Burholm Park in Northeast Philly. 400 people will be playing all day. You can start the festivities with a loud shout out to all the participants. Uh, you've been a friend to us in the past with studio show passes, which we raffled off. All of you feel free to stop by anytime and we'll return the shout out favor. Thank you so much for you, you guys. Rock. Uh, and it says from Colleen's dad. Oh, okay. okay. So here you go. Shard out. And then there's one I wanted to make sure. Man, I have so many good ones. Too many of them. There was one. Oh, yeah. This is one of the more interesting ones All right. I've ever received. Uh, I need, oh, it says, I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's. Here we go. I that, need you to stop talking and listen to me. Uh, it says, hey, Presbo, <laughs> I'm requesting a shout out for my six year old Nigerian dwarf goat. Bo Duke. Bo right. Duke? He will be racing in the Sly Fox Brewery yes. Goat Races. Oh, those are great. 
on Sunday, May 1st. And this will be his third time racing. Wow. And we're going for the gold this year. No, they're not going to be in cars. Oh, damn it. Well, I don't know that definitively. Yeah. Uh, please smart. help me cheer him on. Thank you. Have a great day. That is from Jessica uh, McIll... Oh, it's it's like a, it's a Mackle, uh, Nick. McElroy? M-C-I-L-V-A-I-N-E. McElvain? McElvain, yeah. Just think called... Are you Nick McElvain? Yeah. We're really... Isn't that what you call your penis? You're being interrogated by a German SS. McElvain! Please tell me you're Nick McElvain. You want to meet the McElvain? So she is from Exxon. Here is a chart for you. And good luck to the goat. Goat Duke. Those are great races. They're so much fun. yeah. I don't know if they went away for a pandemic or whatever, but I'm glad that they're coming back. And then, let me see. I'm trying to hit these as close to the date as I can. So here's one. Hey, Preston, I'd like to give a shout out to my older brother's wife. And it's my two, it's my as well, it's my older brother's wife's birthday. Her name is April, and it's my birthday, too. Uh, So if you can give me and my older brother. Why, older brother's wife, April, a sh- sister-in-law. A shout out for would be uh, that would be great. And our birthdays are on the twenty eighth of April. I already started. Listen to this. I already started practicing golf for Special Olympics of South. My first one was in April, Excellent. and my second golf practice will be in May. Nice. Uh, so that is from Brian Andrioli. Uh, from Gloucester City, New Jersey, and he's going to be playing in the special. He's doing Special Olympics golf, which is cool. So there you go. Happy birthday to you and to April as well. And April's birthday is in April. How about that? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Casey, you wanted to do a, a short out. Well, story? you know what? Speaking of golf, yeah, I wanted to give a a short plug uh, to Delaware Autism. So I am golfing today in the Driver Autism. I've been doing this golf outing for. God, it, it, Forever, at least, at least right? 20 years. Yeah. A long, yeah. long time. And so I want to give a shart and a hello to Artie Kempner, uh, who is the, uh, you know, the creator and the organizer of the event. He is an awesome guy, uh, and he does so much work for Delaware Autism, as does uh, Deanna Principe and her husband, Joe Principe, as well as Chris. Uh, I want to say hi to Kent, who I uh, met at the DuPont Country Club years and years ago. But, uh, yeah, so I'm golfing in this outing, and so I just wanted to give a shart and, and all my love to uh, to everybody over at Delaware Autism. Artie's the man. He is. He's one of the most dedicated people I've ever met. And I'm, I'm tell them I'm sorry I can't make it. I know. You got I didn't go tonight. last year because my shoulder was all messed up. Or no, they did they have it last year? They had it last year. There was You had another previous occasion. I, listen, I know that if you can be there, you will be there. I love you, that. You event. have an event that you're going to tonight yep. uh, that uh, I am not going to because I'm doing this event. So. And then also, my daughter T- is Tonight being, is for Cora. Yeah, she's right. doing. Yeah, so I'm not going to Cora because yeah. I'm playing in the golf outing. My right. daughter is actually being inducted into the... Uh, National Honor Society oh, for Spanish. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, April awesome. is um, Autism Awareness Month. It okay. is. Yep. Yes. By the way, are the NASCAR crew going to be out there for this? So there, there are going to be a bunch, but there was a uh, there was a scheduling mix-up. They, there's some sort of uh, TV filming. Because, you know, when they do these these televised races, they have to get these NASCAR drivers in to shoot, like, these B-roll films and stuff like that. So some of them will be there. Some of them will not be there. But Johnny Damon... Uh, a former baseball player. Yeah. He's going to be like the master of ceremonies cool. today. So he'll be there. Matt O'Donnell is going to be there. Our friend cool. Quincy Harris is going to be there. And one of the key grips on my 600-pound life will be there. <laughs> yes. Uh, bundle up. It's going to be oh, man, It's going to be brisk today because of uh, the, the breeze. And, yes, we'll be at this event tonight for Cora. 
uh, the local charity, and it is at the National Constitution Center, and they're honoring a bunch of different people, uh, including the McElhenney's. Yes. So Rob and Caitlin will be there uh, tonight. I don't know if their kids will be there, too. I don't I'm know, curious. but I, I'm hoping that Rob's dad is going to be there because that's how Rob got involved with them in the first place. We've gotten yeah. to know the McElhenney family a bit over the years. Uh, there are still tickets available, so if you want to go to coraservices.org, you can buy tickets for tonight's event uh, and the VIP reception. You get to meet some of these people. Also, congrats to the McGettigan family. I've known Mary Kay McGettigan for a really long time. She used to work here at MMR, and uh, she and her family are also being honored, so congrats to them. Excellent, and that's a really cool place, National Constitution Center, if you've never been there, but uh, me and Steve and Nick will be representing uh, the show tonight. Uh, so, we have some time to chat, so I think we need to stay local, walk the streets ah. of Philadelphia, and see what all we can get Scooby into. School, wow. City <laughs> beat. He's the meat behind the beat with the oh-so-succulent feet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you included my feet. In yeah, you got it. You can't just all, you know. Together, it's nice. Uh, so, the Wells Fargo Center, a $300 million initiative to revamp the concourse and amenities. Next is going to turn to the club level uh, to modernize the fan experience in South Philadelphia. When we went there for G's last game, I was talking to a couple of people that worked there, and they were... Uh, telling me about the plans for the club level, yeah, and how they're going to be uh, rehashing it because it's still uh, all the stuff that they've done in the past couple of years is so cool. It's so amazing, I, well, and they're not done yet. We got to take advantage of it right before all hell broke loose and everything shut down, and now yeah. everything's coming back up online. But, I, man, I love what they're doing. So yeah. they unveiled the plans on Tuesday. They're bringing in four new bar concepts. They're redesigning the club level, which will be remodeled with an open layout and new seating options. The $50 million plan is refi- is a refined version of renovations that were previewed just before the start of covid uh, which resulted in a 16-month pause on construction at the arena. Yeah, just 16 months. When the club level is overhauled in the coming year, all seat and suite holders in these areas will have access to the four new bars. Uh, the east and west bars, located on opposite sides of the arena, will offer central a centralized place to relax and grab drinks before both and during uh, during both... Uh, let me try this again. Drinks both before and during the games and concerts. And pet washing stations, right? No. Oh. Each of the two bars will have a theme that highlights the changeover process that takes place when a uh, the hockey rink turn, turns over to hardwood basketball court cool. or concert venue and vice versa. So features will include signature bar top tables that switch from an icy surface to a lined maple hardwood top, Whoa. depending on whether the Flyers or Sixers are playing that night. Wow. Behind the bars, OLED displays will display time lapses of the arena changeovers, life-size holograms of flyers, sixers, or musical stars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> will also welcome guests to the bars, uh, depending on the event, uh, with themed cocktails available to match the scenario. So holographic imagery, they're going to use that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Two other themed bars will debut this coming fall for premium guest seating guests. Uh, the Showplace Bar, a whiskey bar, will honor the legacy of the Spectrum with artifacts, portraits, and personal lockers to store bottles. The Center Bar will focus on the sports and entertainment history of the Wells Fargo Center 
with memorabilia and memories from the last few decades of Philadelphia sports, music, and culture. And the new club level also have exclusive retail outlets with specialty items only allowed to premium guests. There was a notion five or six years ago, and, and maybe it hasn't completely disappeared, but uh, that the Sixers might want to play in a new arena. And, uh, you know, they got a new ownership group, and there was talk of maybe them moving to South Jersey or Camden where the practice facilities are, are or whatever. But the way that the Wells Fargo Center has responded to make it a cool building again, to uh-huh. do all these renovations, really is impressive. And it shows a commitment, because I like the building a lot. It, yeah. it's, it's comfortable. It's a fun place to see a game I do or too. concert. And, um... I'm glad that they're not knocking it down and building a new one, or that it seems like the Sixers are going to be able to stay for for a long time. So this is a real, uh, these renovations are uh, a welcome improvement. There's nothing that I have an issue with there. No, uh, as far as the layout of it goes, because like okay, the Spectrum, the Spectrum had its problems big time. Yeah, uh, the Vet had its problems. Yeah. Um, and in this building, I've never, there's not one thing about it that I'm like, nah, this really sucks. If there's really... one thing, uh, free tickets always. Right. Sure. Yeah, right. That'd okay. be nice. Yeah. But I that's, mean, I realize that's not reasonable. Parking and stuff like that, look, any place yeah. is not going to be very convenient. Right. Just because of the nature of how crazy it is when you have thousands of people uh, pouring in. But I, I love the Wells Fargo Center. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so the team store switching between the Sixers and Flyers will feature a mix of premium products. From high-end brands and custom streetwear to designers with local ties, luxury items like winter coats, travel bags, watches, and glassware will be available from brands such as Toomey, Peter Millar. I'm going to the game tonight. I'm going to get a coat. Cutter and Buck, <laughs> Vineyard Vines, and North Face. So they're mm. they're bringing in, you know. Will they have on-site tailors and things like that? Really nice brands. Yeah. There will also be a new entrance and lobby for premium seating ticket holders on the Broad Street side of the arena adjacent to the VIP parking lot. Oh, that's good. The lobby area will have a high-end bar, seating areas, fireplaces, and a secured coat check. I like the fireplace idea. So this is for premium ticket holders. Yes. I would like to see them install a Stargate that gets you right over (laughs) short. That can actually take your wormhole. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Do they have those? a good idea. All right. I don't know if that is available. I I would like to see a Stargate somewhere. So the four new seating options are as follows. Did you want to jump in on something first, Casey? You you like the Stargate idea. No, no, but there's an idea that I have that the city needs, and I'm trying to find a place for it to be. Mecca Godzilla? It's not. It's not. (laughs) It is not. That would be terrifying. No, this is more fun. It's family fun. Oh, okay. It'll be after Preston's done. Let me me do this first. All right, so you have, these are are the seating options. You have Club Premier, 248 seats. The only seat in Wells Fargo Center, which in-seat service from any food and beverage location in the arena will take place. Each ticket comes with a thir- with $30 in loaded value that can be used for food, beverages, or merchandise throughout the arena. Flyers and Sixers playoff tickets are included in the price of the seat. These exclusive seats are already sold out for the season. Of course. Club Select. There are 1,021 seats. Similar to the Club Premier option. Uh, this tier includes loaded value for food, beverages, and merchandise. In-seat services limited to club-level menu options. And Flyer and Sixers playoff tickets are not included. You have uh, loge seating. Loge. There are 136 <laughs> heated seats. Ah. The largest, most comfortable seats in the building will come in great views and $30 in loaded value for food, beverages, and merchandise. The seating areas have a ledge to support dining and drinks and USB ports for charging devices. Is this my loge ledge? Loge. And then you have grill row seats. It's a One, box. 180 seats. These seats are located directly in front of the grill. 
Mm, oh, okay. the restaurant. Yep. Uh, providing easy access to the reimagined members-only restaurant that will feature a new Philly-specific culinary concept to be announced soon. These tickets also come with loaded value for food, beverages, and merchandise. So listen, these are these are premium items. These are the expensive for, seats in the building. For long-time fans and people with the means, it's going to be something really cool. But that also allows opportunities to give things like that away, mm-hmm. you know, to give that experience away. And uh, that's cool as well. Yep. So... That is taking place. I don't know what the timeline is on uh, projected completion of that, but they're getting it underway. There are tiers for everyone, right down to inverted buckets as seats. Okay. Yeah. Inverted buckets. (laughs) That'd be tough. Casey, what's your family-friendly idea? Okay, so I was uh, recently in Disney World, and they have uh, rides in Disney. One is called Soarin'. The other one is the Avatar ride. Yes, yes. uh, I was on Soaring. And it is a great ride, Steve. I don't know Soaring if is the Avatar ride, yes? No, no, Avatar is similar to what Soaring is. Okay. But uh, Soaring is, you just sit in the seat and, uh, you know, the seat kind of like raises up yeah. and, and it puts you in front of this giant screen. Oh, yeah. And then the They're seat, great. I love rides. It's the, a flight yeah. simulator. It's a flight so. simulator yeah. and you fly all over the world, yeah. right? It's an amazing ride. It's an amazing feeling experience. And, you know... You can only do it in Disney World, right? So it costs you thousands of dollars just to get on this ride, and then you have right. to wait in line for an hour to to, to get there. It's I, a motion control ride. It's a motion control ride, and I feel like Philadelphia could have its own version of that. It could be called like Philly Flying or Flying with a PH. Case it's a great years for years, Manhattan. I don't think I I don't even know if they have it. But you'd go into the city, and there was something like that that would kind of show you flying around the city, flying through the buildings and stuff like that. And that's as yeah. I'm riding through this ride, I was thinking, man, you could you could start at the um, uh, the art museum or something right. like that, and fly down JFK Boulevard, down, down you know, uh, narrated by Gary Lauer. Narrated yeah. by you Gary Lauer. Well, Where'd you Ju- take flight? Fly over Judea. Soaring like an eagle. But, you know, down Broad Street, through the link, you know, I thought, you know, maybe, you know, the, the, the flight at, at some point takes the uh, the flight path of a, of a, of a home run yeah. ball. And it could be, you know, like a five, ten minute ride, whatever. But where would, where could you put it? Franklin Institute the is maybe. The birth of our nation. The birth of our nation. And then also, I don't know how much something like that would cost to build. To me, it did, I, I don't know. What happens a lot of times is those things were put in place years ago when they used to have the World's Fairs. Right. And you'd have them, and then whatever city that was hosting it would get that. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that, that's a, those are cool what things. About, what about the, uh, speaking of the World's Fair, uh, Please Touch Museum? It's, so, a, it's underrate, underused, a yeah. beautiful building. It was built for the World's Fair in Philly. You know? Yeah, that whole, that whole setup, they have the uh, the yeah. diorama of what that World's Fair looked like. It's so cool. It's amazing. Financially, it doesn't, it, you know, it's. I don't want to say it's hurting, but uh, I, I just don't know if they have the means to invest right. whatever it costs then to build that. something to, to do. But that was the thought I had. No, was, I love uh, it. Was that one? I think it's a great idea. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe Wells Fargo Center. But, it, you know, I I just feel like it would be really, really cool to have something like that here. And, it would be. Yeah. Oh, if somebody could afford to build one and, and it would be. The problem is, is you need uh, guaranteed sold-out events all the time. And with Disney World, you've got constant turnover. of People right. coming in, it's a destination. And that's You why, also need a high-profile advocate. 
And for upkeep, <laughs> upkeep for that, yeah. uh, I would imagine is not cheap, and it yeah, probably, probably it, it'd be tough to keep people coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if if Philly became more of a destination, then yeah, you know, I mean, that's why New York could probably have something like that because it's a city that gets more tourism than we do. Yeah. You know? yeah. But that's why I was thinking something like Franklin Institute. My daughter's there right now sure. for a field trip. You know, the, yeah, the people yeah. are there constantly, and that is a destination not only for. Um, you know, out of towners, but also people that that live here. It's it's you know a place that, that people go to all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I have some other city beat stuff. What do you uh, it's it's the yeah. old video of, uh, of an orangutan driving a, a golf cart. Nick, Nick has a video playing. It's great. It's outstanding. We well, should just do that. I love the label. <laughs> driving to the banana store. It's just, you just can't help but sit and laugh at this at this really relaxed, just chilling drive. What about the complex? We placed the river ducks. With orangutan <laughs> golf carts. That'd be great. I'd be all over that, man. All right, something else. Uh, we mentioned this the other day. M. Night Shyamalan is beginning his 15th feature, A Knock at the Cabin, and filming in South Jersey and Philadelphia. And one of the things I failed to mention is the fact that they're looking for extras. Do you know that? So our our good friend Diane Heary, who we've known for ages, uh, she's with the casting agency, Heary Loftus. Uh, and they are the ones that do the casting for all the M9 Shyamalan Yes, movies. they do. So what I don't have are any particulars about casting calls or what they're looking for or when people are working. Because the roles of the radio broadcasters have already been they've filled. They've been filled, clearly. By us. I tweeted it at, yeah. at night one time. I was like, <laughs> when they were uh, when they were making glass. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, wouldn't it be great if the characters were driving through Philadelphia, <laughs> listening to the radio, and they heard a, yeah. a radio show reporting on something that happened that involved them, you know? That'd be yeah. great, wouldn't it? Nothing. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Crickets. I mean, it really is kind of, I, honestly, I maybe I'm biased because I work on the show, but, like, it's kind of odd that he hasn't yet. Right? Well, he does listen, everything. Yuki gets in every movie. He, Yuki's in everything. He and we love Yuki. Everything Philly. Like, why has our radio station not been on? Yeah. What about the scene in Rocky when he wakes up in the morning, he's listening to Philadelphia radio. Yeah. yeah. It's an actual, yeah. I forget which yeah. station it was at the time, but he's, you know, he has his big egg drink. Was it Wibbeth? W-I-B-F? I don't remember. Uh Anyway, we've good. Uh, so <laughs> he also he had in the you know he had somebody named Casey in the movie and it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that all about? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So they're going to be they're going to be shooting and they are always looking for extras in his film. So uh, Marissa just brought me something. You can visit castinghl.com for casting notices, and that stands for Harry Loftus, which is the uh, the casting agency. Uh, what he's working on, though, it's still kind of secretive. Uh, it looks pretty amazing and right in the M. Night Shyamalan wheelhouse. I read, Steve, that the, you know, while we don't know for sure, there is speculation that it might be loosely based on the Paul Tremblay novel called The Cabin at the End of the World. You know this? Not familiar. I don't either. So, I know it features Mecha Godzilla. No, it's a <laughs> uh, a horror movie site reported that said uh, Tremblay's Bram Stoker award-winning book Ooh. revolves around a home invasion with ramifications that appear to impact the future of mankind. So, uh, did you see uh, um did you see Old no, no, not I did not. No, I, I got to see it. I don't know. Yeah, Some was... people had issues with it. I'm oh, like, I, it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it had a really interesting concept. It's the kind of concept you could you could do a sequel to. Wouldn't you agree, yeah. Kathy? Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it streaming anywhere, or do I have to like rent it? I'm or... not sure. Okay, because I I mean he is obviously uh, entrenched with uh, with Apple TV, so yeah. I wasn't sure if it was available Preston, there. You dig it? I mean, it it has. I don't want to give too much away. Just just go in and say. 
you yeah. know, the, the the people on the stretch of beach age at a dramatic speed. Yeah. And so why is this happening? And there's a there's a couple of movies of his that have been panned that I really like. Like, uh, was it Lady in the Water or? Uh, yeah. That's, I, I liked that movie. I liked that one, too. One that I it thought... It was different. The, the Village, I really liked. I liked The Village. Yeah. yeah. I love The Village. Yeah. The, there uh, there were a couple, and, and another one got beat up on was um, um, the one where it's... Uh, the plant. Airbender? Uh, no, The Plants. Oh, uh, oh uh, The Happening. The Happening. I enjoy The Happening. Like What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? When Rerun yeah. came out... When he comes dance, out, the plants kill him. He was like, ooh. Ooh. No, but she freezes halfway through. Ooh, and, and that's then, how you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 What was the uh, the one about the grandparents? The, oh, the visit, the visit, the visit. That yeah, was, it was a great oh movie. Oh my god, that was a really good movie. Under the porch part, Kath, where uh, they were. Oh man, the only one I was kind of like eh, was the was glass. I didn't. I, I was looking. For, I wanted well, something else out of it, but you we know. had two st- amazing like lead-ins that. between uh, yeah. Unbreakable and uh, Split. Yep, and it, the, though solid, I would have you know. But, but listen, that's it. Listen, you know, I'm not. You're not gonna love everything that everyone yeah. does, or that the one, that all of someone's material. If everything is great, then nothing is great. Yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Iris, uh, put us in a movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. <laughs> Did you say Iris? Iris. 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 Like who's Iris? Yeah, who's is that Iris? his new assistant? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Iris. <laughs> Night asked me to call you. Here is uh, something coming to Philadelphia from uh, May uh, for a year, for from May to May. Uh, That's artist, a year. Uh, artist Deborah Cass's iconic Oi Yo sculpture oh. uh, is going to be in our Oi Yo. Oi Yo. Hit it again, Case. Okay. Hey, yo. Uh, Deborah That's Cass, my sculpture that now that I think about it, isn't that very good? Uh, is a Brooklyn-based artist who focuses on the intersections between identity, art, pop culture, and politics. And Oi Yo is coming to Philly thanks to the Weissman hey, National Museum of American Jewish History. Uh, it'll be installed at Fifth and Market. Uh, it's eight feet tall, 16 feet wide, and five feet deep. One side of the artwork, it basically, it's Y and next to each other but if you're on one side it's it's yellow it looks really cool it says yo and if you're on the other side it says, says oi wow okay. i dig that and so reference it references yo references the attention getting phrase used throughout philly and elsewhere as well as i in spanish while the other side reads oi a popular yiddish phrase used in jewish and american culture hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a motion sensor yeah, when yeah, you walk yeah, near yeah. it hey, yo. you hear that what was that? Uh, she we said should, we should put him next to the statue. Yeah, he gets here yeah. And just have him say that. She said he, I he cre- can be your guide. <laughs> she said I created Oi Yo, uh, thinking about the American promise of equality and fairness and our responsibilities to make the country a better place for all. Uh, so that is going to be installed in May, and it'll be another one of those photo. Uh, opportunities. Yes. Go by. Yeah, those are very popular. It looks days. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see where else we're going to go. Uh, let's walk down by the river. All right? Yeah. That's where the water is. Pretty. Before the Durst Development Corporation could start building a 25-floor apartment tower on the Philadelphia waterfront at Vine Street, uh, actually it'll end up being the tallest structure along the river, I uh, first had to give the plot of land over to a team of archaeologists. Right. Which is something that happens regularly around That's where here. they found the Stargate. Uh, well, maybe if they have, they haven't revealed that yet. 300 North, Colum- North Columbus Boulevard uh, is a known historic site. And some of the first shipping wharfs were built some 300 years ago there. 
Uh, but since 1969, it's been paved over as a parking lot. So now they get a chance to dig down in there and see what they can find. Think about an area as historical as this. You know, yeah. you've got to do that because you can't. What if you were to destroy something that was a, a, a massive piece of our history? So, by law, a developer must allow archaeologists to excavate when something of significant historic value is discovered underground. And in this case, the remains of a centuries-old wharf was not unexpected. The archaeological... So that's one of the oldest Klingons. <laughs> no, not, not wharf from oh. Next Generation. Uh, the, archa- the archaeological exploration was built into Durst's development plan from the beginning. Huh. Um, and... Uh, Apparently, they they ended up finding more than they thought they were going to get into. Lead archaeologist Joel Dorsky of ACOM, a, or AECOM, a cultural heritage engineering uh, team, dug down about eight feet into a three-quarter acre pit, and they unearthed uh, brick and stone foundations of small shops and offices. That, that listen, wild? that's amazing. Remember, they, they had to do the same process when they were building the foundation for the Comcast buildings. Yes. You... you, you I, I, I don't know. I assume it's required by law, right? Yeah, it is. I said yeah. that, yeah. Um, so that by, by law, you have to have archaeologists come in. Okay. So they were uh, effectively middlemen, uh, Dworsky said. Wow. Uh, they traded in flour, salt, sugar, barreled meats, produce, and stuff like that. Uh, but as the uh, brick skeleton of Philadelphia's 18th and 19th century shipping trade emerged from the ground, Dworsky was surprised to find actual bones there. The team discovered animal bones. That had clearly been sheared by a saw. So animals ran stores? No. They were oh. they were found near floorboards coated with a thick layer of cedar chips commonly used to absorb blood. Oh. The team had discovered the killing floor of a slaughterhouse. Oh. That's pretty wild. Well, that's what they located. Uh, they apparently, it's an orangutan head. They were bringing in... <laughs> <laughs> apparently that ra- uh, orangutan's name is Rambo. Oh, no, it seriously. Is. Oh my if god! Ju- okay, let me bring you up to speed. We were watching a video of the of a of an orangutan drive a uh, a golf cart. Of course, it's a uh, it's an older video, but it's one that Nick brought up randomly, and it's, nothing is over. And I thought it was fun. Thank you what? I'm sorry. Play your clip, Casey. Casey. Okay, I thought. I what? What they want? Uh, so, yes, they, they found uh, this slaughterhouse, essentially. It's pretty wild. Have you ever been to, like, um, um, underground Seattle or underground yeah. Atlanta? Yeah, I did the tour in Seattle. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's really neat. Yeah. It, basically, in Seattle, Steve, it's, unless re- it's reclaimed. Yeah, city. and they built the, the city that exists now yeah. on top of the existing city. Yes. And so, when, so now you can tour down into what used to be the city of Seattle. It's, it's crazy. It's really fascinating. It yeah. is amazing. Kathy, when you went to um, uh, Scotland. Scotland Yes. They have a similar situation. Yeah. It was, it's really cool to see. Uh, another surprise, the presence of children. Still alive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Hey, mister, why did you bury us? And they didn't age at all. No. It's crazy. <laughs> well, the dirt keeps us young. Uh, among the many pieces... And the food that the animals make for us at their stores. Uh, among the many pieces of ceramic found was a tiny black bowl... Made of redware pottery, about two inches across, and it is a miniature uh, porringer. A miniature porringer? Which is a toy of sorts. Oh. And he said it was kind of like you'd have a tea set as a kid. Okay. So it's like toy, uh, you know, utensils and things like that, I guess. I I find, you know, I find all of the stuff that they yield fascinating. I don't think I would have the patience to take the care. No. You know, like dusting things off. Yeah, slowly removing yeah. the earth. So I you put them in the washing machine, so you yeah. don't damage anything. And then they have to, they have to, you know, use those uh, sieves, I guess, right. or sifters, and 
try to find these things. The artifacts, including local redware pottery, important porcelain from China, ship-making tools, glassware, peach pits. Oh, from the 90210. From 90210. Uh, they form oh, a yeah. physical <laughs> record that can be uh, read against a written historic record. So they can... <laughs> Welcome to the peach pit. Uh, the pit is not the whole story of this site, but it will be the only one told for now. The northern half of the development plot is believed to contain even older, more sensitive remains of a wharf uh, built in the 17th century by James West. Smaller excavations in the past reveal remains of a slip used to build ships. But that portion of the lot will not be built upon. Instead, hmm. the Durst organization plans to put a public park there, which will not require extensive excavation. What so they're the... just going to do that. They're not going to do I love this. I love this whole thing. Yeah. I, I, what is the status of the sort of, um, it is a new platform on top over 95 that will house, um, like, gardens and... Um, I think this is also, uh, all... If I was reading the same, the same story, the Preston was... Uh, or a different version of it, Steve. Um, yeah, the, the, they're sort of all in conjunction. There's not one overarching developer or, right. or govern, government organization like they had with the Big Dig okay. in Boston. But all of these things are supposed to sort of... Synergize? Be, be puzzle pieces that, that, that link up and, um, and make... The connection from Center City, Philadelphia, to the river more seamless. That's very cool. Yeah. If and, you, if you and, could walk without... The, the dream, of course, is though you can at certain points, but to walk over to, you know... Camden? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, one more thing, or... Uh... Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a quickie. Uh, this is the city beat, by the way. Uh, Wawa is planning to expand its retail footprint in the Florida Panhandle region and adjacent markets in South Alabama. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. How, how soon before we're coast to coast? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. They really haven't branched out into the Midwest yet. I uh, wonder if there's... Well, there's other obviously competing places. Yeah. Yeah. But Wawa is such a juggernaut at this point, I I don't think they would encounter a lot Alabama. of... Friction. Yeah, I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll start heading west in the near future. Right now, it's just north and east that they're, or north and south that they're working on. Um, so Alabama, they're looking into potential sites in uh, for new stores in Pensacola, Pensacola, Panama City, and Tallahassee. I've been everywhere, man, as well as Mobile, Alabama. And their goal is forty stories, uh, forty stores in those markets, with wow. the first locations expected to begin operating in twenty twenty four. Alabama, <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, that they're not looking at like Tuscaloosa, somewhere closer to University of Alabama's like main campus. They start somewhere, and then yeah, maybe they expand. maybe they are. Yeah. You know what one, the Wawa off of uh, near the airport, that one that's, uh, they just built recently. Oh, the brand new one. right on, uh, always yeah. hopping. Uh, the news promoted an article by AL.com, which is Alabama's yeah. you know, website, uh, uh, with the headline, So What's a Wawa? That was the headline. Uh, a question was easily answered by quoting lots of Philly-based best of lists. The article ended by saying it is likely, it likely will be a while before we know when and where Wawa will open the doors of its first Alabama stores, but the hoagies are coming. In 2022, this year, Wawa is planning to open 54 new stores across its current markets. God. And, and in addition to Florida, those markets will include Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. It has to be, well, even... Th- so even through the lockdown and the pandemic and all that stuff, they still had a system in place where it was still, there was only a brief period where I, I remember it being pretty difficult to get in and out of there. But they had yeah. they had curbside service at the one near me and all this stuff. So 
I, I have, a, have to imagine they're thriving. Yeah, and I think, are you guys cool with the with the expansion? I yeah. mean, I, you yeah. know, yeah. before it was it was our thing, right? But they're such a good company, and they, right. and look at the stuff that they 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 do here, and, and make sure like uh, the welcome of uh, America. Yeah, uh, and they're so deliberate. The Huggy with their, game with yeah. their expansion, like every pl- all of these decisions. And Casey, you mentioned Tuscaloosa. Like, I'm sure there's a reason why that's not on this list. Every place that they go to, they they do a ton of research and make make sure that they can work their way into that market without being intrusive or, you know, taking over someplace that's already there. Cut to a shot of some dude sitting in an office throwing a dart. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love it. Uh, the passion that people have for Wawa. I mean, people have, like, Wawa tattoos and, you know, it's, yeah. it's you know, the staple. Johnny for, Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. But, like, you know, even people that are yeah. from this area, that you know, they just love it. And, you know, or, or if they're not, you know, they moved away and they come home, the first thing they do is they go straight to Wawa. Yeah. Press, there's this guy, and I don't know where, what the status is right now. <laughs> But you know how, like, people will hang out and eat on the trash can of the Wawa's? Yeah. This guy, his, it is his goal to get Wawa to give him one of those trash cans to replace his dining room table. <laughs> That's and great. so he has this TikTok thing, and I don't know I where he it. is, but a couple of weeks ago, he goes, you know, it was like balls in your court, Wawa. He goes, every single day you don't respond, I'm throwing a piece of my dining room set away. And so it started with a chair. That's great. Yeah, and, and he's great. slowly is going to uh, take his whole table apart, and, and then he just goes, balls in your court. So I don't know where what the status is now. I will oh. tell you what. Uh, on a brand new one, I'd have no problem with that. I've been to some. <laughs> yeah. Like the one in Germantown. Um, uh-huh. The one I go to. I, uh, yeah, Cigarettes no. put out uh-huh. on it. Yeah, I get nowhere yeah, near that gunk. thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, maybe we can get this guy on and help him out. I don't yeah. know. All right. Uh, that's all I have time for. Stro- uh, strolling the seat, streets of... I can't freaking talk today. Right. I've had people texting in saying, Preston, what is wrong with you? <laughs> are you, are you okay? I can't speak today, man. I'm working on it. You don't smell toast or anything. <laughs> no, I'm not having a straw. All right. I'm good. I'm no, good. Nick, is, Nick is just hungry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone smell toast? Because I can really go for something right now. Somebody need toast and not giving me any. All right. I love toast. We're going to take a break because we got some guests coming up. Mitch Fatel will be in our studio. He's going to be a punchline. We'll talk to him next. Cheryl Crow is on the show, yeah. too. So we got yeah. more to get to. Stay with us. New on Rock Breakdown, what songs do you hear at a red, not chili pepper show? Plus, Metallica's new whiskey, aged in heavy metal, and rumors of a Van Halen tribute tour. Rock Breakdown, watch it now on Instagram or WMMR.com. Our next guest is going to be at Punchline tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and you can get your tickets at PunchlinePhilly.com. He's a very good friend of ours, Mr. Mitch Fatel. Thank you, guys. Hey, you want to hear something sad about me? Oh, yes. something sad? I've been on the show maybe 50 times. Yeah. You know that? Maybe yeah. 50 times. Sure. And whenever I'm coming in, the one thing I go, when I'm, I'm coming in, I get I go, ooh, that's where I met Alexis, Texas. That's <laughs> 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 the most pathetic thing. Oh, my God. There's a blast in the and past. And there's been other celebrities that have yep. been here. Sure. But I remember, like, ooh, Alexis, Alexis Texas. Alexis, Texas. <laughs> She came to uh, we we did a uh, 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 an event at a strip club one night and she appeared there with us and she helped judge our amateur strip off contest. Yes. If you remember that, she was a lot of fun and she was teaching the girls how to twerk. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> to varying levels of success. Yes, yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, uh, how you doing, Mitch? I'm happy. You're Good. happy. I'm a happy daddy. You look happy. Yeah, yeah. I am happy. I went to. Uh, I brought my. I I thought having my son is four. I guess. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, the, and Casey just was like, "Oh my god, what's it like having a four year old?" Because I don't think I'm as a baby anymore because mm-hmm. he does adult stuff. 
but that stuff that's really annoying stuff. So I brought him to a play recently. We went to his first play, went to see Noah, because we have land in Arkansas now, and everybody's religious, so there's no shows. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a Jew, so I, I guess not yeah, that Noah... Sure. Liked, well, I guess didn't, Noah didn't like the Jews, but so, uh, <laughs> so we went to this really, and it was a really good production, and there was an intermission, and I brought my boy to the toilet, because that's what dads do. Yeah. We went to the bathroom, and there's this big line, and, uh, and it's filled, you know, intermission, and we go in the toilet, and we both start peeing, and I guess a little bit of my pee kind of splashed up a little, and my son really loudly goes, Dad... We don't pee on people. Oh, my uh, God. We pee in the toilet. We don't pee on people. <laughs> and the whole place was quiet. Oh and I legit waited till the bathroom emptied out before we came no, out of yeah, the stall. Could, yeah. There's no way you could show your like, face I don't want to show that. my face yet. <laughs> you know, they, they do a, uh, they do, uh, there's some place around here that has a full arc, like a full built. The Lancaster, I think? I think it is. Like, it's yeah. a full Arc with uh, it's like a no, zoo in Kentucky. I can and go and pee on stuff there. Yeah, yeah, Awesome, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. find them both. Wow, how did you end up in Arkansas, man? Well, so <laughs> I have land in Arkansas. Yeah, because my, my my wife's family is there, and over COVID, we went and stayed with them. And then I was like, let's just buy a house and then flip it. Wow. Okay. But my wife loves it there, so now we have two places. I kid you not. There, there was a there was an ad, an infomercial campaign that used to run about tourism in Arkansas and yeah. buying property, and yeah. and the spokesperson was Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada. I kid yeah. you. I, li- not. I live with him. Oh, yeah. yeah, we moved in. Yeah, yeah, Ponch. Yeah. yeah, but it was Eric Estrada. They paid him to be the pitch guy. <laughs> For Arkansas. Well, this gentleman is clearly well, from Arkansas. I'm yeah. the pitch kind of. I got there. They're like, you have your all your teeth. You're the mayor. So I was like, <laughs> they, yeah. They make you the mayor. I'm the mayor. Because <laughs> you got a full set of teeth. Yeah. So how, how much land do you have? I have three acres. Okay. That's a nice Which chunk is, of I mean, I, I, I didn't mean, like, I got 70 acres, yeah. but I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. I have, in Hoboken, my place is like the size of, this is huge compared to what I have in Hoboken. Right, right, so, yeah, yeah. So just to have land. And are, are you yes. now? You, you said you had a tractor before we. Came? I have a tra- well, we bought a tractor because I have three acres of land. I yeah. have to. I have, and we have chickens. Really, and little baby goats. <laughs> That's I can't okay. Picture you. What's that? I can't picture you like. This. Oh, I don't do it. No, it's my <laughs> wife. It's my. <laughs> Which part of Arkansas is it? Uh, northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville. Okay, yeah, I, I uh, drove across the country one time, and um, I drove from Memphis through Arkansas and continued west, and the first half of Arkansas was largely forgettable. And then the yeah. second half of Arkansas was unbelievably gorgeous. I was so surprised at how yeah. nice it was. We live in the gorgeous place. <laughs> I, know the, I know the unforgettable place. That's where my son's going to live when he gets older. So that's where we're going to put him. I got a great place here, kid. All right, so uh, the goats. What, what are, are no, they're this? just those baby. My wife always wanted those little baby goat things, yeah. and uh, they I sort don't... of stay perennially small. Well, right? yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like her husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the <wife makes> small <laughs> things. So they're just as pets, or are you or are you yeah, using well, for for milk? No, or? no, no. Okay. They're not, just like little pets. Okay, for the... you slaughter them on. <laughs> yeah, I slaughter, we're waiting for them to get big enough. Yeah, to did eat. you used to do that? Used to you know biblically, they well, would I, slaughter the, goats and things. And now that you've gotten all biblical, yeah, my wife. Is from Oklahoma. Okay. That, this is what comedy's brought me. Is it's brought me like a, a whole new life. Yeah. That I never would because my wife is from Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. you know she's so her family's out there and stuff. So I I would have never ever been in that area. I mean I'm a New Yorker my right. whole entire life. So I didn't know that these places even existed really. <laughs> and right. here you are with the freaking tractor and goats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the tractor and the goats and peeing on people. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which from coast to coast is all the rage. Yeah. It's yeah. All, like, 
Um, so, and you you just you completed a special that you are um, apprising yes. people of, and it's it debuts in. June? June 7th, it's going to be out for purchase. It's called Bad Girls. It's all about my wife because, as you know, my wife's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so I wrote a special in dedication to her. I think it's the best material I've ever done. First special I've done in eight years. Because my because my last special sucked. Oh, <laughs> really? So bad. What? So, yeah, I think every comic has that sucky special somewhere in there. What had happened is I did my first special on Comedy Central, and it was great. Yeah. Thank you very much. And then my <laughs> second special, they wanted me to do it a year after my first special. And that's what comics do. You go like, oh, okay, I can kind of dial this in. And so you just cobble it. Because right. you can't write material in, in, in a year. It's yeah. impossible. And and I did it, and it sucked. Well, to, to do it any... Oh. Now, some people are very prolific, but to do it, work it through, and get, get it on stage and run it yeah. to the point that you want it ready for yeah. prime time, so to speak, that's almost impossible. Well, the style that I have which I like to call brilliant, is <laughs> I love words. Yeah. So I work very hard on my words and it takes years to do. So what my second special on Comedy Central was, was a, lot, a lot of bits that hadn't been worked out yet because okay. I was like, oh, I guess this is kind of funny if I say it with a really funny voice. And then... uh and it just, I watched it and I was ashamed of it. You know, that, what like, you're saying, though, it exactly rings true from the... Um, and and, and um, to so many comedians, they're, they're comedians... Who you could take their routine and hand it to another yes. brilliant co- comedian, and they would die with it yeah. because it does. To me, one of the, the greatest examples of that of that art form, Norm Macdonald. Yes, who just yeah. by nuance, nuance can word. kill you with it, the comedy, yeah. but it won't port. If you have somebody like a, like a, um, a Stephen Wright or a Mitch Hedberg, or, or, or where it's a one line, or a Henny Youngman, right. to go back old school. You could you could read that and laugh at that joke or right and or Rodney Dangerfield Rodney Dangerfield yeah. exactly yeah. so that for you that's you have a precise thing that has to happen or it, or it's not happening and it's so personal to me and it's the way I say it. and I love I like I don't curse in my act I use all these very distinct words so yeah. so I felt like so I so I said I'm not going to fall into that again I'm not going to do it until I feel that the material is really what I love because I hate looking back and seeing stuff that I'm like, oh, I would have done so good on that bit if I had just put the re- proper time. Are you ha- are you are you haunted by stuff like that? I'm haunted by my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like my life haunts me. I am haunted. You, you, you want to know what sucks is when you put out something bad uh, and then it's on YouTube and then people look you up and they go, oh, I looked you up on YouTube and then they don't say anything else after that. Right. Like that's what I know. Like I'll meet some of my wife's friends. Oh, I looked you up on YouTube. Yeah. All right. They don't say anything after that. Like, and you were great. I heard your show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Yeah. Do you know what my mom said? This, my mom, God bless her. This is why I'm a comedian, because she was so mean to me. <laughs> and you have to have a mean mom to be a good comedian. My first show ever, I was 15 years old, and I brought my mom. And uh, after the show, I thought I did great. Yeah. And I kept waiting for my mom to be like, wow, look at that. You're a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and I said, finally, what do you think, mom? And my mom goes, the audience seemed to like you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that little delineation. Yeah. And then she Back wonders why I didn't it. take care of her when she was in assisted living. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. uh, well, that's that's cool. So putting the material together and you're, yeah. you're, and you're releasing it, right? I, I'm self-releasing right. it on MitchFatel.com. You can get it for... It's ten ninety nine, but you can get it for seven ninety nine if you go there now and you put in promo code muffins. I, I, muffins. Uh, I remember uh, when this would seem like a precarious thing to do. Oh, they're going to release it themselves. Now everyone's doing it's it. It's so much now, better. Louis did. Louis started us he, on this. He was the first, right? Louis C.K. was the first, and yeah. he told us he's like, just do it yourself. You because you have you keep control over it. 
and the people come right to you. So it's a great it's a great time, and it's a weird time with technology. How, when you, well, I'm sorry, the code word uh, muffins. muffins was that from that was from a former my Almir. first my yeah. first CD muffins was mini skirts, yes. mini skirts and muffins. Mini skirts and muffins. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was thank something thank you, there. Preston, sorry, for no acting like you really remember. Me. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> Wow. I just think of boobies when I think yeah. of it. That's all. No, I like that. I like to be associated with boobies. You know, it, it's funny. Alexis, Texas. <laughs> we were talking about that you'll be getting creative with your, you know, not cursing and getting creative yes. with your uh, phrasing. And, and apparently both Casey and Nick had encounters with our PD, Bill Weston. Oh, he's so nervous about having you in here this morning. I've never cursed. <laughs> I, I know. know. I know. And that's I the funny know. thing. But I said, you're naughty. Right. But you're not dirty. <laughs> You know, like you're not vulgar, right? But uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, every time I've come here, he's told me how much he likes me. He does. Some yeah. guy comes back here and always goes, "You did a good job," and he always looks surprised. <laughs> so he's like, "We're going to have you back again." And he kind of shocked himself that he said that. <laughs> Bill's great, but that's say sometimes his perceptions are are, uh, are are weird. But you know that uh, I'm a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. You are. <laughs> so uh, at, around the farm and with all that stuff, uh, you know, how much time do you spend there on your on your three acres okay so and, and if so have you become fast friends with neighbors or are there neighbors to become fast friends with i just realized as you say three acres it does not sound like a lot it is i a guess lot. to me as a new yorker yeah. it's a lot yeah it sounds uh, like not enough for a tractor yeah it's not going like i have 60 acres <laughs> right. and we go riding on our goats and, right. well, from, <laughs> and, from, it's more than yonkers right yeah it's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, more yeah, than yeah. yonkers yeah uh we i spend about half and half now so okay. i come here and i try out all my new material and then i go back and i spend time with the kid and stuff like that and it's fun so how about how about, uh, like Steve said, the neighbors and... Uh, School and, board. And do you... Because um, uh, in Arkansas, you get down to Arkansas, you start talking like this, yeah, you get a little no, bit of that no, uh, that no. accent. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. You're never going to be no. Mitch the Cable I Guy? I did say y'all oh. a while ago, oh, no. and I kicked myself in the testicles on purpose <laughs> just so I would never do that again. So the consequence in my head would be made. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's a, it's you guys. That's in New York. That's what we say on the East Coast, yeah. right? You guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife goes, "Y'all gonna you're gonna come over and see our three acres and our goats." <laughs> <laughs> but are you making friends uh, with people in the area? Not really. Okay. No, no, not really. Don't get along with a lot of the people. Right. No, don't don't not get along. Right. Just that they just, see uh, me. Gotcha. And and this is what I. This is the. When, with my career, everybody can look me up on YouTube immediately, and so all the neighbors are like. Oh, you're a comedian, and then they look oh, yeah. you up, and then we were never invited over to the house again. <laughs> I, my son's got no friends. Oh, no he's friends. got goats. He's got the goats, and even I don't like him that much because <laughs> he tells me I pee on him all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, stop telling them you're a comedian uh, so they don't look you up. Yeah, Just say you work in an office somewhere. But you know what? Do you, do you, let me ask you, like to that point, Kathy. Like, if you meet somebody uh, and just you're kind of curious about them. I know a lot of people who are just like run right to the computer and it'll do like a uh, yeah. a social media search. Like it's kind of for a lot of people, it's kind of the default. Oh, I just met someone. Let me see what they're about. You yeah. know, uh, like I'm a, I find I forget, that kind of creepy. I forget that people do that. I personally don't do that. I don't. I've, I've I don't some either. Friends that I've been yeah. that have recently, you know, been friends with for in the the past three four years or what, and I, and I haven't. I forgot. Oh yeah, I can go look them up if I want to, but I just never do. Oh, no, is, I, is it, I do. Do you? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Do, yeah. do you usually find stuff? Because what you find is you you're like, oh, I can't believe the person in my house. That's usually what you find when you look stuff up. I right. think that, like.
like you sort of just see, I think, it, and it also depends. Like, uh, I'm part detective for my friends who are dating. So, right, you know, oh, like, okay. you look yeah. up guys that they're dating or, you know, women that they're dating and, and you know, just sort of try to find out what you can on social media. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, he likes to travel. You like to travel. This is going to work. Mm, okay. <laughs> and it never works. No. Uh-huh. It, it didn't even work. He likes to urinate on children. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's my yes. girl. That's You're going to love him. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of your son yeah. uh, and that whole thing, uh, as a four-year-old in the house, uh, do you end up watching some of the same shows he does or anything like that? Yeah, well, the thing is, is like, first of all, the, uh, the, uh, the weird thing about it is I want, do you know, did you know I wanted a girl? I really, no. Yeah, I wanted a girl because when my wife and I made the choice to have a baby, I told her it had to be a girl. And she's like, what if it's a boy? And I was like, I'm not going to love it. So <laughs> make sure it's a girl. I don't understand what part of this conversation you're having such a hard time understanding. And my wife actually said to me, but that's your job. That's yeah. up to you. And I was like, honey, enough with your feminist crap. Just <laughs> save that for your marches. Because I always felt like I wouldn't know how to be a good boy dad. Because okay. I always, because I, I wanted to play Tea Party. I'm like more into, like. You like girl stuff. I like girl stuff. Yeah. 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 I have the same concerns. Like, I'm not a big sports buff or anything yes, like that. The, the, yeah. the stereotypes that men fall into and yeah. will, like, guide my sons to live in a masculine-dominated world. Blah, blah, blah. Stuff like that. I know what you're talking about. It just. I'm more, I'm more, I was always, I had more girlfriends as a kid mm-hmm. because I was more verbal. I never played sports like that. I was more, I liked theater and stuff like that. Were a lot of acting. your friends g- girls? Because I had a lot of I had a lot friends. of girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. always did. Yeah. 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 And that shapes sort of your per- perception. I'm, I'm glad I did a lot. My, like, I didn't have a lot of guy, I had guy friends, certainly. Yeah. I had more female friends. I always liked girls. I yeah, never yeah. went through that phase where you know, and I remember this is this is a true story. When I was uh, when I was a little boy, I used to play house with all the girls. Mm. When all the boys would be playing like dodgeball and stuff, <laughs> and I, I swear to God, uh, I remember once a boy came to me and he said, "You play with the girls all the time. You're gay." And I remember saying to him. I have eight wives. Yeah. You guys are throwing big red balls at each other's faces. And I have eight wives. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, you just hope they have eight to ten toes and eight to ten <laughs> yeah, fingers, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, as soon as it was born, as soon as it was born, the first thought I had is like, you know, I realized for the first time my parents always say when you have a baby... Well, really, all you care is you feel blessed that it's not ugly. Because nobody wants to be the ugly baby parents. And I didn't want to be the ugly baby parents. So, so our kid was cute. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was absolutely. like, oh, I love him so much. So, <laughs> my, and my, the the other thing about the other reason I wanted a girl. This is a true story. And Kathy, I'd be very interested in what you did. Uh, is I didn't want to have to have the big sex talk with my, you know, if it was a girl. My wife, that would fall to her. Right. She'd have to have the big sex talk. But right, now that I have right. a boy, I'm going to have to have the big talk with him. And I don't dial stuff in. So I know that when he comes to me, I'm going to be honest and say, you know, Daddy, why am I here? I'm going to say, when a mommy and daddy love each other, they do Molly together. <laughs> and mommy puts on slutty lingerie and daddy hits it raw. You know? yeah. I'm going to be beautiful. Honest. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Bill's going to come in and pull me out with a rope right now. No cursing, Bill. No, no cursing. cursing. Oh, why did it not work? Hey, Hang on, Here we I go. need you to stop talking and listen to me. That's it. That's it. Uh, Daddy's going to hit it raw. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
You know, did you, did you as a kid, did you have the talk from your... I did not have the talk from my I did not. I know. I didn't either. I, 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 no. I acquired in a piecemeal fashion. But even my older brother was out of the house by the time I was starting to uh, dial into that. Yeah. So I I, uh, I picked it up from the, the guy with the Super 8 projector next to me. Yeah. No, no. You know I, why I, I never had the talk is because there was never any threat of me actually ever having any sex. <laughs> right, and, <you> yeah. know, <laughs> like, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. You're good. Don't you're worry. You're fine. Yeah, he's, <laughs> this is nothing you're going to have to worry My about. My son's an incel. <laughs> Kathy, did you have to have the talk with your daughter? Uh, no. So I have a son. He's only 10. Uh, so no. Did, has he asked questions yet? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, we're not there yet. Kathy comes from a family where her mother shielded her from any sex talk whatsoever. And she would would be like, the moment Kathy asked a question, be like, let's go get ice cream. Do you want to go get ice cream instead? And I'd be like, okay, yeah, Yeah. sure, that sounds great. I think I'm going to actually do that. (laughs) Wait, my mom, so the the only sex talk I ever remember was uh, we were at the zoo. And I think it was uh, like the cheetahs or something were going at it. And yeah. she was like, well, here's what they're doing. And I was like, so I basically learned at the zoo. When two animals. cheetahs love each other, <laughs> you yeah. take Molly. So yeah. when you have sex now, do you roar while you're doing it? <laughs> no, she, think, she thinks of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> she puts on a Baskin-Robbins vest. No, the closest I ever got when I was in college and I finally did have a girlfriend, my dad said, uh, I'm not ready to be a grandpa yet. And that was it. That, that was that. That, that, that was it. I don't even... Well, get ready. I'm just going to tell my kid when he's like, Dad, where I come from? I'm going to be like, Uber Eats dropped you off. <laughs> <laughs> he came with a $30 order from Ming's Dynasty. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it used to be, it's like the classic sitcom trope that, oh, the parents are going to come in. And, and I, I don't think I know anybody who really had the official, uh, are you doing anything tonight? I think I'd like to come in and son, you know, yeah. with the... Yeah, let's talk about this. I think I think I will have the talk. Okay, because I think I was I was I think the reason why I'm so perverted and nuts is nobody had the talk with me. No, I told it's you. a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I just had to figure it out for my own, and I just was like. Porno, that's how you do it. That's how I became, you know, Alexis, Texas. I, uh, by, by time, it all comes back around. Yeah, that's true. By the time my dad sat me down and talked to me about it, I already knew what how it works. Yeah. You know, at that point, I just got to sit there and watch my dad just awkwardly <laughs> suffer through. Oh, your whole. dad is such as like a southern oh my God. gentleman can type. You, can your dad have the talk with me? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe he can work Him and out. Bill should sit me down. <laughs> oh, my dad... The first movies that we rented, this is before video stores, when there was just a like a kiosk in a department store, like a one-off department store, and yeah. we had the we were one of you know maybe two houses in the in the neighborhood that had a, a VCR, Jaws, and Deep Throat, so kind of a theme there. And, and we yes, you well, watched Deep Throat with your dad. My 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 me and my <laughs> brother, much to my mother's abject horror. Wait, your dad was watching it with you? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Were you guys taking notes? No. But <laughs> he was howling, laughing, and so we thought, oh, I mean, I, we, we were teenagers. Yeah. We, were, we were in the in the pocket, so it wasn't like he said, let's prop the monitor in the bassinet. It was, you know, I got it, but it was like just the notion that you could have that at home, like he said, like it's, he was approaching it like, look at the microwave. I just prepared, look right. at this, pornography in our homes. Steve, what are you doing after the show? Because <laughs> I would love to watch Deep Throat with you. It's funny when you look at those movies, though, and, and like, uh, you know, David, so old, David yeah. Tell had that show. Uh, Dave's Old yeah, Porn. Dave's old I old did porn. it, yeah. Oh, yeah. you did, yeah. yes. I did so, Dave's Old Porn. And yeah. so those, those things, they're almost charming in that they had full plots and scripted things yeah. and, and character arcs. 
and, and they were filmed. You know, it, right. it, it wasn't a, a VCR. Yeah, yeah. It was it was all like they'd, they'd be screened in almost art houses. You know, yeah, it's yeah. True. I think in a way. There's a lost art to that. Yeah, there really is. The, the porno today, I felt like an old guy. <laughs> the porno, it's got no, it's just right boom to the thing, and yeah. there's no built. Yeah. But isn't that kind of our society? All the, I really said, but all the TikToks, like it just gets right to the stuff. There's sure. no, there's no build up or anything. I think there's anymore, a lot to be so. to be said for that. In fact, that's yeah. what killed as as Alexis Texas might echo <laughs> the that the, uh, the the porn hubs and they write to the. Right to the clips, right to the clips. Yeah, yeah. that's what has killed a lot of the um, the industry. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. We found a picture of you in Alexis, Texas, here uh, in the studio just I a moment ago. So I don't want to frame it. My girl. That's my girl. That's who I should have had a baby with. Uh, I remember. Okay, so she was in the studio. You guys were both blindfolded, and we were doing sex toys. Yeah, we had to feel toy. stuff. And if it or was sex a... toy or dog toy or yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along those lines. They'll, they'll little... probably love that show. <laughs> Man. Yeah. What's uh, what's Alexis doing these days? Maybe we, she we, should come to my show. It's a she, good question. They used to tour. Well, obviously, prior to COVID, all those stars were learning the value of of um, of touring um, at the various strip clubs. Yeah. So could, but I, I'm thinking a lot of them probably ported into OnlyFans. And she's like, got 5.8 million followers on Instagram. Wow. And uh, <sighs> her Instagram tag is White Girl Politicking. But uh, she's still posting. She's got bikini shots. And the oh, she mind. works for C-SPAN. She hey, does. I, I had a question. You mentioned it. if she was in town coming to your show. And obviously we've talked to, to Mitch several times about the open relationship yes. that you and your wife have. Uh, are there any people in this area that you have had, uh, you know, liaison? Yes, there with? is. Okay. There was a while ago. Well, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you stayed in touch with anybody. Uh, I don't think they want to stay in touch with me. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm more fun before you get into the sack with me. I think, I think I'm adorable and funny, and then you go, oh, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think maybe I'll go into sports guys. <laughs> <laughs> comedians, com- comedians have groupies, but our groupies are like, they're like kind of the cast-offs from the sports, and the, and okay. the they're the ones with skin conditions and oh, stuff like that. And just, that's... That's comedian groupies. Let me ask you, though. <laughs> so the ones you, with fungus growing fun, out of fungus? areas. Do you think in, in Arkansas, oh. you, or because, do you think there's actually a coiled spring of... Yes, there's a very big lifestyle. Is there? Yes, because people are... I don't... I'm learning this now, but okay. apparently if you're raised, and God bless... I don't... Everybody eats their own. Yes. But uh, I was live. not raised religiously. Right. I'm just nuts. But apparently, if you're raised really religiously, a lot of these porn stars and a lot of these swingers and stuff, they were raised very religiously, and then they kind of explode and out of this rebellion. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they get nuts. I yeah. Think. yeah, so my wife's a little like that. <laughs> my wife was raised Jehovah's Witness, and I think she just came to the point where she's like, I'm just going to have sex with everybody. I'm going to the other way. Yeah. Wow. And it definitely happens. No. I think so, yeah. 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 That's pretty wild. Um, while you're in town, uh, you got these shows at uh, Punchline. In fact, we've got some tickets that we Ooh. can give away for the Saturday night show at yes. 9.45. If you're interested, I can take uh, callers 10, 11, 12, and 13. And we will give you tickets uh, to go see Mitch Fatel. Is this kind of a sneak preview of what we would see in this? No, special? this is all new material oh, that's going to be on my next special, so you get to see it, and it's really funny stuff. I think Mitch Fatel fans and other fans alike will be a very big fan of this new act that I'm. Oh, doing. your stuff is great. I mean, and, and thank as you, you. Said, you. You do take time with it, and that's I what, work so hard. Yeah. It's the only thing that I enjoy. May I make a terrible plug for something? Uh, Nick just brought up. Uh, 
her Instagram site. Yeah. So I didn't know this, and I'm really behind in Instagram stuff. So I just got started, and apparently some guy stolen my name. Oh. So I have to be the real fatal. And Instagram said that the only reason, the only way I'll start coming up in more people's feeds is if more people join my the real fatal. Okay. So the other one because they won't take them away. It's, right. I've sent him oh, 500 wow. pictures of my license. Preston's it is, had his identity yeah. stolen a few times. I've got imposters on there. I'm and the you, one who has your identity. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, the, he's the real Preston. Yeah. yeah. Well, you recently had a challenge on on Twitter trying to get uh, a million oh. followers. Yeah. So. What was your challenge? Or, or it was the. Um, the oh. oral sex challenge? Yeah, the oral sex challenge, <laughs> yeah, which is that? still valid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will give anyone oral sex who can get me to a million viewers. Oh. Wow. I am the Alexis Texas of comedy. I me- will take any anything I need to do. Meaning, meaning the one millionth follower or all, all one, one million, million people? <laughs> that would keep me kind of busy. I do have three acres, though. <laughs> I could house them all outside. All right. Well, I tend to the sheep. 100 to 150. Oh, my God. The rest of you play with the goats. All right, so it's the real fatal. F-A-T-E-L, yeah. And if you guys can put the other guy out of business. And I've tried so hard. And he's only got 400 followers. I'm finally over him. I'm at like nine something now. Yeah, I just got started. It's really hard to straighten that stuff out. I tried and I've kind of given up. That makes me, I gave up too. And that's why I I send in 500 pictures of me with my license, holding my license (laughs) to my face like an idiot. And then then they were like, Well, there needs to be some sort of effective recourse for people who, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's uh, killing me. Yeah. And the other guy, and I keep writing him like, can I just have my name back, and you know, and no one writes me back. And Instagram's owned by Google, is it? No, no Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, Facebook, Me- Meta. So, so you're right. So, so all of these things that are that are um, identified that, that, that where they do security and so yeah. on and so forth, they can't do this. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. All the money, and they can create virtual worlds with avatars and all that stuff. They can't do this? Actually, I just found out now that Elon Musk is buying my name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he is buying your name. Yeah. I won't even own my own name now. So. Mitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, listen, go see Mitch Thank at you Punchline. You will love his show. We put the President Steve stamp guarantee yes. on that. We love this guy. Oh, okay. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Take that back, actually. I love you guys too much. Right. Mitch Fatel, guys! Yeah! PunchlineTilly.com to get the tickets. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back, Cheryl Crow actually will be on the program. And Concert Cash and Bizarre File and more. Stay put. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Bridge to the Beach. Celebrating 50 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 12th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge. Whether you ride to honor a loved one or in memory of someone you've lost, you ride for them and with them each and every mile. All Team WMMR. MMR riders get the official Team WMMR t-shirt courtesy of Wilson's Secret Sauce in Upper Darby. The ACS Bikeathon. Another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. With home value. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, the President and Steve Show headed to Keenan's in North Wildwood. Friday, May 27th, to officially open the Jersey Shore. 
Be there starting at 6 a.m. It's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. I had debated whether or not to include this into the Bizarre File or not. I think I'm going to go ahead and do it because if someone wants to help this kid out and this family, I want the word to get out there about it, okay? Heartbreaking photos show a six-year-old boy from Connecticut covered in burns and bandages in the hospital after his family said he was set on fire by a bully in a horrific oh attack. Oh, I saw the yep. This is horrifying. Poor, yeah. poor child. More of Dominic Crankle's uh, body is now swollen and bandaged up after the uh, boy suffered second and third degree burns to his face and legs on Sunday. Oh. His sister Kayla Deegan said her brother was playing in the backyard of their home in the afternoon with other children who lived below them. Uh, she said as soon as he walked down the stairs, the bully called his name and lured him over to the cor- or around the corner. And in a matter of seconds, he came back around the corner screaming, saying, Mommy, they lit me oh. on fire. Oh, my God. She said that an eight-year-old neighbor got into a shed on the property, and he somehow gained access to some gasoline and lighters, and that's when the boy called Deegan's little brother over. She said what he did was pour gasoline on a tennis ball, took a lighter, lit oh, it up, God. and just chucked it right at my brother's face, and then ran away from him and watched him burn. Dominic was rushed to the burn unit at Bridgeport Hospital. Police said Tuesday they were investigating preliminary reports of four unattended children seen playing with gasoline and lighting objects on fire. Hospital officials said the boy is expected to recover. He's lucky to have survived the incident. Uh, but what happened to him left loved ones outraged, as you can imagine, because they said this isn't the first time the alleged bully has put him in the hospital. Are you kidding me? Two months ago, under the bully's mother's supervision, he was pushed into a wall and <laughs> fell to the floor and again, according to Deegan, the mother refuses to admit that her kid did it. Police Why fire. Why the authorities stepping in? And the state fire investigation teams are investigating uh, the cause of the child's injuries as well as the incident. As of Tuesday evening, no charges have been filed, but Dominic's loved ones are calling for justice. So the reason I bring it up is the family is looking to raise money in order to help pay for the hospital expenses and also so they can move out. They want to they be Get away. somewhere else. So it's a shame if, they have to, but they if, have to. If you want to do a search, uh, the boy's name is Dominic Crankall. Uh, if you want to help out, but that's why I included that story. All right, something a little bit lighter than that, but uh, interesting. Vince Wilfork won two Super Bowl titles with the New England Patriots, yeah. but apparently lost possession of the hardware that he earned as a result. Wilfork's son, DeAndre Holmes Wilfork, pleaded guilty on April 20th to stealing his father's Super Bowl rings, oh. along with other <clears throat> prized possessions of the former Patriots defensive tackle. He traded them for magic beans, right? No. <laughs> according, according to documents... Uh, Holmes Wilfork stole about $400,000 worth of jewelry, including the two Super Bowl rings, several AFC championship rings, and his 2001 Miami Hurricanes National Championship ring, and sold it without his father's permission. Did his dad turn him in? I don't know. I'm not really sure. So Wilfork, who recently was named a Patriots Hall of of Fame finalist, was one of the most prolific, impactful uh, defenders of the Bill Belichick era. Uh, The good news for Wilfork is that he's getting everything back. Court documents show the jewelry was ordered to be returned to Wilfork after his son pleaded guilty to felony theft of property on April 20th. So maybe he sold it to a pawn shop yeah, or right, something like right, that. Right, a dealer or something. Yeah, so they were able to track it down. But could you imagine? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, uh, try imagining this. You're sitting on the couch watching the Dallas Mavericks play the Utah Jazz in the NBA playoffs, and you leave your spot for 10 minutes to eat some pizza. When you come back, there's a coiled-up rattlesnake <laughs> on the very couch you were just sitting God. on. 
and it's not just staring back at you, but you it's... You just missed a sack. <laughs> but it's rattling, too. So Jacob Gambler of Decatur, Texas, knows his experience firsthand, and he shared to social media the harrowing video that showed his encounter with a highly venomous snake, which hey, claimed... I got, no, I got money on this game. <laughs> claimed his family's couch during Game 3 of the Mavericks Jazz Jeez. Series last Thursday night. Uh, and you can hear his daughter on the video saying, do not get close to that thing. Yes. Oh, my God, Dad, stop, she says, as it was rattling his tail because he was getting closer to it. Gamble posted the video of the rattlesnake in a popular private North Texas Facebook group called What Kind of Snake Is This? And it quickly went viral from there. How did it get into the house and up onto the sofa without being stopped along the way? They were watching the game outside, oh. sitting on the couch in his family's open back patio area oh. when his daughter came home. And at that point, the Gamble family all went inside to eat. And when they finished, Gamble said they came back outside to the patio to find the rattlesnake sitting in their place. Did he call fives when he got up? I, I, maybe he okay. did. Uh, according to Gamble, he shot and killed the venomous rattlesnake before disposing it uh, later that night. Nick, like you were saying, your parents do in Colorado. Yeah. You just, you, you kill them. They're not endangered and uh, they could be dangerous. So, wow. An Illinois man found a 1950s McDonald's hamburger and half-eaten fries in his bathroom wall uh-huh. as he and his wife were working on renovations. That's where I eat my burgers on the wall. Rob Jones said that he and his wife were removing a toilet roll holder. And they came across a cloth inside a wall. They pulled it out. They found McDonald's food from the 1950s wrapped <laughs> inside of it. You know, this happens because a, a, a guy who does work at my house named Mark, he has uh, he was talking about a construction thing that happened, and they opened up like a, a wall or something and found lunch remains yeah. of the crew that worked on it. Yeah, wow. they'll, they'll just throw seal stuff in there up. and seal yeah. it up. So Jones said despite the fries' age, they didn't smell at all. Wow. And uh, he also posted photos of the meal on Reddit where some users jokingly asked how the meal tasted and other uh, used the term forbidden fries. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's what we have. We have a guest on the line. Yeah, gotta go. So we gotta go to them right now because I'm excited to speak uh, to her. She is an incredible talent. We have a little bit of the, the clip of the, the song, Casey. Yes, sir. Uh, Live With Me, a Rolling Stones uh, cover, which is really cool. I'll bet you she played bass on this, by the way. I love that distorted funky bass. But there is a documentary. Premieres on Showtime on May 6th. It is called Cheryl, and it is all about our guest. Please welcome Cheryl Crow to the show this morning. Hey, Cheryl, how you doing? I'm good. I'm totally grossed out by the song. I'm good, other than that. Gnarly. Hey, so quick question. Is that you playing bass on that song? That is not me playing bass. Uh That's my buddy Jeff Trott. No kidding. I'm playing guitar, but... um, but I'm not playing bass. Okay. I've seen you play bass before. You you play uh, oh, a yeah. whole bunch of instruments, right? Yeah, I do. And I, But I do have to say bass is my favorite. Okay. Bass is your favorite. I remember, see- I remember seeing you at, it was an award ceremony or something like that, and the Stones were there via satellite, and Bill Wyman wasn't playing bass for him, and you said, I'll play bass for you. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't hire me. All right. <laughs> I'll still do it. Put him in a perfect fit. Wow. Uh, Cheryl, with this uh, with this documentary, uh, when when you were approached uh, that they were going to be doing, you know, your story, uh, were you were you all in immediately? Were you a little hesitant, or what was your oh what was God. your mindset? I was like absolutely not, no way. Yeah. Documentaries are about people who died in fiery plane crashes. <laughs> um, but no, I you know after sitting down with my manager, who's been with me for years and years and years, and. Um, 
and talking about, I mean, we we have literally thirty something years um, of of life experiences. Not just you know, not just everything about music business, but it's much more about the person. And I said, if you if you will promise me that this story will be about what happens in life for somebody who is on this trajectory and not have it be about, oh, she's won this award and she's played with this person, then I would consider doing it. And we hired a great director, and it's it's pretty real. I mean, it's pretty raw, but I think she really did capture the full story. Well, the director's uh, Amy Scott, who directed a movie yeah. that I loved, a documentary about one of my favorite directors who passed away too early, Hal Ashby. Uh, uh, Me too. Uh, and- I love that documentary. And she, that's the reason I hired her, because I thought, gosh, she's... She's got beautiful taste. Um, her artistic choices were fantastic, and she captured him. Yeah, it wasn't a, a, a fawning. A, yeah, it avoided all the things you said you wanted to avoid with yours, and and it just gives you. It's also a snapshot in time, which I, when a documentary is done right, there's there's nothing better. So, but I, I I sense with you the thing we all sort of think like, oh Jesus, oh, how am I going to end up looking on this thing? You know, it's it's a precarious thing when you're presented with that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of letting go, you know, um, when they completed it and they sent it to me, I I watched it. And first and foremost, I was like, oh, my God, I look so old. (laughs) Get over it. And then secondly, um, secondly, there's like, well, I I wish we I wish this was in it. I wish that was in it. And when you were dealing with 90 minutes there there's the opportunity to make six or seven or ten different documentaries just from the hours and hours of footage. So there's there's quite a lot of. Um, you know, there's a, a ton of backstory that's not in it, but you know, as a director, you have to trust that they've they've chosen what the the most important aspects to the story are. And I do believe that Amy did that. And um, I think a lot of people will relate to my story and the fact that there's you know there's there's the story about being a woman um, rising up in a business, which it doesn't matter if it's the entertainment industry or whether it's a business. I mean, you're going to encounter some really uncomfortable um, challenges when it when you consider that most businesses are run by men, you know, and particularly in the entertainment industry and being diagnosed with breast cancer and getting older in the entertainment business and just all the things that go along with um, with being around as long as I have, not to mention mental illness. And I, I mean, I I shudder when I say that, but yeah. you know, a lot of people are like me who have to figure out how to navigate low lows. I'm a person that experiences emotion extremely acutely. I have high highs and low lows and it's all in there. I mean, it's pretty raw. It's, you know, it's sort of like a let it all hang out documentary. Do you know what it's when you, I know what you're saying, when someone else can hear someone that they perhaps look up to or perhaps enjoyed your music or anyone who can speak to something they're going through it's almost like you know the the air escaping from the, the 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 pain and the discomfort of you know holding that in, and so it's it's such a healing thing to do that. Um, there was a documentary, and uh, you know about Helen Reddy, um, and um, it, oh my uh, gosh, amazing! Yes, it was unbelievable, and 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 so that, that sort Don't of stuff. We only know her from I Am Woman. Here, hear, hear me roar. I, I yeah, there's a whole person in there that you don't know. And right. It's just, 
That was such a good documentary. I'm I'm excited to see this because I I want to see the, the the steps in your career. <clears throat> I grew up in the St. Louis area, so uh, I was familiar with your your band Cashmere that uh, that had played in and around the oh area. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and shocking, uh, we didn't make it. <laughs> hey, I was in a local cover band there too, so I, I know what you went through. But but taking those steps from that to being singing with Michael Jackson to then boom, next thing you know, your career launches. Um, it it seemed like it went pretty quickly from you know just being in the in, in a local cover band to all of a sudden uh, starring. It did it did it happen fairly quickly in your mind? Oh, I don't think it ever happens fairly quickly in anyone's <clears throat> mind, unless you go on The Voice or American Idol or something like that, where right. you go from absolute no one knows you to having thirty million built-in fans. Um, for me, when I first started, obviously there wasn't social media, there wasn't. Um, there was nothing like that. I mean, I think there was uh, Star Search or something like that. But, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was there were a ton of years where, I mean, obviously I was a school teacher in St. Louis. And then I went to Waiting Tables and I went on the road with Michael Jackson. And then I went back to Waiting Tables. And, you know, there was a lifetime of work and experience before I ever became Cheryl Crow. Right. Um, and while it looked like I shot to fame, I mean, even when the first album came out. Yeah, when uh, Tuesday Night Music hit, Club hit, I mean, like, it was just like hit after hit after hit after hit. It was like that Alanis Morissette, she exploded yeah. that way, too. That had to have been kind right. of overwhelming. But we we had already been on the road for a year before anything ever really hit. So okay. we felt like, okay, we're done, we're going to move on. And then suddenly the Grammys happened and all I want to do won. And, you know, that's the interesting thing about doing a documentary now um, and looking back you know, 30 years later, um, that overnight thing and, and the fact that most people will associate you with your biggest hits, like all I want to do and if it makes you happy and a and winding road, and they think you're just this happy, feel-good person. It's <laughs> called All I Want to Do, right? Right, right? But there's a whole world that goes on when you are a really private person and all of a sudden you're you're a celebrity and there's not a handbook for how to live as a celebrity without... You know, being getting your feelings hurt. Yeah. You know, I would, I would absolutely agree. I mean, so, the, the process of getting slapped around a little bit makes you appreciate when it does hit. And 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 um, you know, yeah. the, the, I think that's. I have I have moments in in my life and building the career, the radio career that we have here, where like. You know, at the time, it's like this is the absolute worst thing to ever happen to a human being, and now I celebrate those things and missteps because, man, it puts everything that I have now in context. You know, and I think that's that's basically the story of being alive. You know, yeah. everything in your life is sort of like a a marker to help you remember who who you are, like who you authentically are. And and to be able to do a documentary, and especially to be able to put out a soundtrack that has all this music, you know, from years and years, but also to be able to put new music on it, like the song "Live with Me" and have Mick play on it. I mean. Oh. It's just incredible, and and to put out, we've got a song called Forever. First time I've ever let my kids be in a video. Um, nice. So my my kids are finally going to have faces. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's it's just it feels very very sweet. We're and, really looking forward to it. And so the the album and the uh, the, the um, doc are going to be on the same day, May six, I believe. Correct. That's right. That's Excellent. Right. All right, Cheryl, huge fans. Congratulations, and can't wait to see the film. And thank you for joining us this morning. You guys, thank you so much. All right, take care, Cheryl Crow, guys. She's awesome, man. She's oh. great. And I did. We did know uh, in, in uh, the cover band circuit. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, we heard rumblings about this singer and how she went on. Dude, she's sick. Freaking with Michael Jackson now. She was backup singer for Michael Jackson. She has some wild stories about um, um, that Michael Jackson. For some reason, she was she was a target of his for playing practical jokes. Oh, so really? like uh, when they'd be singing, he'd be throwing grapes over a, like a partition onto her and stuff. And oh. she said she'd hear she'd hear him. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you: She taught school in St. Louis. Did she teach at the elementary school? Not Obviously, you weren't going at that time, but... No. She was in a different area called Fenton, um, oh, okay. Missouri. I didn't grow up in there, but uh, yeah. And she, we were... She's only a, a few years old than me. I don't know, like seven or eight years older or something like that. But she went to University of Missouri and was in and around that area. Right, so. right, right. Oh, my God! What? It's 10.03! What? What? <laughs> no. Here's your concert cash keyword. All right, we got to do this. The keyword is super. S-U-P-E-R. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. <clears throat> Three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins 500 bucks in this company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. And it is brought to you by AAA Distributor. The word, again, is super. S-U-P-E-R. I hope you win. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. More stuff to give away in just a little bit. Trash and music news, too. Stay right there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We still got stuff to do here, man. We still have uh, things to give away. In fact, we are going to have a chance to win a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card at this very moment. All you have to do is answer a simple question about something that happened on the program earlier today. I think I want to go with this question. Around the time of the sixth sense, who was Madonna (laughs) dating? 215-263-WMMR. That is our number, okay? Around the time of the sixth sense, who was Madonna dating? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Jersey Mice. They take great satisfaction in getting that perfect meat slice. But they don't do it for fun. They do it for fresh because slice to order makes a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Oprah Winfrey and Gail King revealing how their 46-year friendship has lasted so long. Oprah says it's simple, explaining that Gail knows when to keep her yap shut. (laughs) Appearing in the new Glamour UK, Megan Fox and fiancé Machine Gun Kelly clear up rumors that they drink each other's blood. Kelly says the blood rumor is absolutely ridiculous, especially since they're well-known as piss people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And finally, Travis Scott has booked his first major show since the Astroworld tragedy in November. And not one to learn a lesson. Tickets for the show are gasping room only. Oh, my God. All right. We'll uh, try to get an answer to the question this morning. And it is around the time of the Sixth Sense. Who was Madonna dating? And uh, it's Shauna. 
that we're going to go to. Hey, Shauna, good morning. Good morning. Shauna. Uh, do me a favor Shana. and tell me who, who Madonna was dating. Haley Joel Osment. Yes. Haley Joel Osment. Hang on a second. We'll get your info, and we're going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. You can uh, spring into seasonal specials at Bonefish Grill and enjoy jumbo shrimp skewers prepared in a light citrus herb marinade or wood-grilled salmon caprice with And you can try pairing it with a refreshing mm. strawberry citrus martini. Oh, sounds good. Bonefishgrill.com to reserve your table today. By the way, that that moment in Ferris Bueller's Day Off that where the, the vocal comes in, Shauna. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the director. Oh, um, uh, uh, J- J- uh God Almighty. Dead guy in an envelope. I John, know. Uh, John Hughes. John Hughes. He did that in a couple of movies. He has another great one in 16 Candles with a clean clothes shave <laughs> and just these weird little yeah, unexpected. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, let my Cameron go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Where he got that idea to do that, I'll never know. <laughs> it's but great. it's just those magical little movie moments. Love it. All right. We got to do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Dickhead. All right. We got some stories, and we'll start with Weezer. They might be headed to Sin City. Rivers Cuomo recently told Dave and Mahoney, as part of the Audacity check-in, that they are very much considering playing a residency in support of their upcoming 4EP Seasons Project. Uh, he said we could do at least four nights, if not longer, or maybe four nights a week or for many weeks. Each night would be a season plus a bunch of other cool catalog songs. Uh, the release of the themed EPs kicked off with the spring seasons set, which was released last month. So, something they are considering. Avenged Sevenfold recently launched a benefit shirt for Ukraine to raise money for Bulletproof Fest. According to M Shadows, the proceeds brought uh, bought many bulletproof vests for the Ukrainian people to save lives. The band personally matched the donation made for each shirt that was bought. Uh, M Shadows wrote via Instagram, "This is real life. Thank you uh, to the uh, community for supporting the cause. Our T-shirt donation bought many bulletproof vests for the Ukrainian people to save lives, sent directly to the people using them. Thank you." Uh, the shirt was illustrated by Ukrainian artist Crypto Vandals. By the way. Metallica's James Hetfield and Ernie Ball Strings have joined forces for Hetfield's signature line called Papa Het's Hardwired Master Course Signature Strings. Uh, wow. Papa Het's new Hardwired Master Course set consists of a never-before-offered 11-50 to 50 gauge combo designed for his aggressive style. Uh, James said in the press release, with all the companies we're with, we're super proud to be with Ernie Ball for them to take on the challenge of, hey, I got an idea, you can do this. Uh, they've stepped up to the challenge, and I'm super proud. So now you can get your James Hetfield guitar strings. Uh, Kiss fans eager for a final reunion. The original members are feeling that much more hopeful after reading Gene Simmons' Twitter feed. Simmons, along who, along with Paul Stanley, has been alternately demeaning uh, towards and, and nostalgic about co-founding guitarist Ace Freely over the last years. And now it they seems morons. that... Uh, <laughs> But now it seems to want him on board for the band's final victory lap. On Wednesday, Gene tweeted, well wishes to Freely for his 71st birthday. I have a soft spot for those talentless freeloaders. And he posted. <laughs> Aw. 
<laughs> he posted an open-ended offer to the guitar legend. He said, happy birthday, Ace, and many more. The invitations still stand. As long as you crawl on your belly. He said, jump, on, jump up on stage with us for encores. We'll have but security push you off. He said the fans would love it. Uh, it would uh, be good. I mean, you, they need to, to wrap up that. this whole thing and they then not do that. Yeah, I think friends, fans would take it as well, not in the front, but it's 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 a proper way to wrap it up. Almost oh, definitely, they they should absolutely do that. They should be there at least for the final show. Yeah, and get up on stage because have just have it come full circle. You know, uh, so we'll see. But no word from Ace as of yet that I have seen. So. Uh, that's it. Music news. Going to wrap it up right there. Um, Case, you got some stuff I can give away, right? I do. I want you to do that. All right. Movie screening passes. Yes. Ooh. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have a screening for this next Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. The screening will be at 7 p.m. And uh, it's a couple days before it opens. In theaters, man, we got a ton of tickets. You know what? I'll take uh, seven callers right now. Excellent. First seven callers, and we will put you in the seats to see that, man. Oh, so exciting. 215-263-WMMR. Let's get you on board. Give us a call right now. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we'll get ready to wrap up the show. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and more. So stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR Everclear bringing us to the end of our program today at 10.30 in Santa Monica. Uh, it has been an enjoyable day today. We met some really cool people and uh, we had some cool conversations. We get some good things away. Uh, and oh, oh, and also it's going to be, let me give you a quick peek at the weather. I mean, like 58 degrees, <laughs> chilly today. Kathy because said it was pretty damn cold. You walked outside. I walked outside. Yeah. It's freezing because yeah. of the wind. It looks really nice out. Yeah. But you can see outside in our parking lot, the trees are swaying all over the place. So we're going to have that to deal with today. 64 and sunny tomorrow, 68 on Saturday and sunny. So it's getting better. Sunday will be 70 degrees, but cloudy. So we shall enjoy by the time we get to there. I want to thank Mitch Fatel. Mitch, a good friend of the show, is appearing at Punchline uh, tonight, Friday, and Saturday. And you can get your tickets at punchlinephilly.com. So it was cool to spend some time with Mitch again. Uh, and how great was Cheryl Crow? Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can't wait to see the documentary. Yeah, me too. What a talent. And uh, her, her new documentary is just called Cheryl, and it'll be out on Showtime on Friday, next Friday. Uh, and she has a uh, an album that's going to accompany that with her hits on it and then some, uh, you know, that, that appear obviously in the documentary, but also some new music as well. And uh, so that'll be cool. So it was nice to have them on the program this morning. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. Case, are you qualified? Yes. Let's do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E. And I wasn't sure if I should do Eagles because of the draft tonight or right. Elimination because of the Sixers game tonight. But <laughs> we'll go both. Either one right. works. So we have a Buena Vesa Ultimate Summer Tailgate Party Pack to give away four cases of Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa, a variety case of other Stone Brewing beers. Three Buena Vesa branded cornhole sets, a Stone Brewing Easy Up Tent, Stone Brewing Flags, and a bunch of Buena Vesa t-shirts as Yay! well. Uh, this summer, enjoy Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa, a Baja-inspired Mexican lager brewed with sea salt and lime. And you can find, uh, you can visit find.stonebrewing.com to find Buena Vesa near you. Uh, with all of that, I will just uh, thank our sponsors, I guess. Nice. It seems the right thing it to do. It seems yeah. that's that. Yeah, so uh, the President and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, and the official coffee of the President and Steve Show, of course, is Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets. Get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And finally, brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers, the best selection for all the moms in your life. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. Tomorrow, there's no sad bro. Yeah. It'll be Friday. which means right now. Actually, right now is yeah. Friday. Yeah. That's yes. wonderful. Uh, tomorrow, we will have Rory Culkin in. Nice. Uh, Rory is related, obviously, to the other Culkins. Yeah, he's one of the talented Culkins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we will talk to Rory, and we will also have... Kevin Smith on our show tomorrow, and Kathy's got her hand raised. Yeah, hey, so uh, Kathy's Cuts is on Monday. It's been sold out. Um, we're starting to get a few cancellations. There's one that's open on the website right now, so if you didn't get in and you still want to get your hair cut, check the website uh, today and over the weekend, and if anything opens up, it'll be there. All right, excellent. Um, we're not going to tell you to rage on yet. The outro music is playing, though, but Pierre Robert? Just don't forget, tomorrow is also our birthday. Yes. Are you call it all day today, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. 54 cool. years young. That's right. So that'll Love be it. tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you, Pierre Robert. Hey. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. Prepare to be rushing We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve's Morning Show. Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 ba